0: Live
1: commentary. He knocks it inside the crazy fire. Steps away from his bench to Smith. Higher they find Bayen Bennett. and Bennett. Pass two, fast three. He's clipped there, but he's still going. Referee plays on it. That's a penalty. Bayen Bennett. Buster taking on. Mason taking on five players. Beat the lock. At the pack down in the penalty area.
3: Live interviews. When I was young, my Matilio Lombardi used to give me lessons, and I said to him one day, "You're gonna." I said to him one day, "You're gonna. I'm gonna be playing with you." And it. And to be that he was the one i remember him going down to the line and just crossing it back and me slagging in with my left foot all them years ago and putting it in and i think i i, I remember it and i know nearly every single wednesday i try and remember it because they keep telling me about
1: it now expert analysis it's hard to actually stop naming players gussell uh, you know what i mean
4: say again hello all oh, right uh, okay that was strange you just said hello
1: Well, most of the time, anyway. Homestale
5: Radio. www.holradio.net
1: Again, that is a good point to start. Um, hello, everyone. Welcome to Homestale Radio's last show of the season. Um, we're all uh, all here in the Portman of Pub in South Norwood uh, for the first time. and Hopefully not the last. Um, and for once, we're all in the same room. Um, I'm going to have to, the first thing I'm going to have to do obviously is introduce you to these people. Now, right, three people in the loosest sense of the word. Uh, to my immediate left is Albert. Hi Albert. mate, right, how are you? Good. Um, I probably won't have a comp- how are you conversation with everyone because it'll stay on I'm glad I'm 1st be really uncomfortable. Yeah, you've done the first one. I'm fine. And that goes for like, all the other things. Um, we've got a new producer, James. That's oh, You'll yeah. be called forever. You'll always be new producer, James. Um, hi. Uh, we've got Ben Nagel. Hi, Ben. Hello, Chris. Uh, Alex White. Hi, Alex. Hello. We've got the legendary Portuguese Mark Ross. Hi, Mark.
4: Hi, ah, good afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> How is the hip replacement?
1: Uh, that was a good accident, you are saying in the Uh We've got Steve Brown. Hi, Steve. Hi there. You are right. yeah. yeah. You didn't? Yeah. <laughs> we've got Mr. Joe Holyoke. How are you doing? That's the people's favourite Joe Holyoke. It's just so many fans on thing, some uh, we have got Mr Mick Nick Gillard hello right. and I'm also, mirror's favourite you
5: are
1: <laughs> it's true and also lurking in the background we have new producer Tom hi Tom um, hello uh, so yeah all, all changing we've got no Mikey um, but uh, he's never in these things anyway yeah don't worry. <laughs> he got fired <laughs> um, and later on we will be joined by Steve Parrish we'll be having a chat and um, we will break away as soon as Steve gets here so I sort of hope it's not too long We don't run out of things To talk about um, Oh my god I've just forgotten That Dan's here Hi Dan Hi guys Dan is, uh, Dan is filming So I may be watching Some of this Although he probably Edit this for an hour <laughs> What is he filming? He's filming a documentary Of Palace's Season And he's chose, chosen Obviously an amazing season To film that uh, Dan I'm going to ask you Some stuff How long um, have you Been filming from?
6: Uh, November Last year When Ian Holloway Was unveiled As the new manager
1: that's well, There you go. You've caught an amazing roller coaster ride. It's been um, unbelievable. Yeah. Cheers. Uh, and well, there you go. That's what we're to talk about. Obviously, throughout the season, we've had our individual shows, we've had individual games. We've talked about the, the end of the season. It's been a breathtaking sort of series of events. From the second leg against Brighton, where winning two nil when no one gave us a chance, including most batter support, um, and then to, to then go to Wembley and to have that day out um, and to have. Kevin Phillips put that penalty away, and to, to, to have wolves Zaha have his fairy tale ending—all of those sorts of things we've all talked about. But we're all in the same room, we're going to get a proper chance to talk about that now. And um, I want to start the lads off. on talking about uh, when that three years ago, when when we were very nearly not a club, um, we had to protest outside Lloyd's. Uh, we had to rely on the generosity and. Slight insanity of four dedicated Palace fans coming and save us, um, and in three years, it was somehow we are a Premier League club for after an eight nine year absence. I think it is, um, it, it doesn't feel real. Um, so, he wants to kick us off? Mark, you're, you haven't been on for a while. I want to talk to you. Um, well, uh, it's how, just how have you felt? I mean, what's
4: it been like? It's like ecstatic, I just I, it's still sinking in. I, I it's almost like a dream, really. And uh, I don't think till the fixtures come out, it will really sink in still. But it was what a wonderful day on uh, the other Monday at Wembley. It was just, I don't know, you couldn't have written a better script.
1: No, when you say the, the fixtures come out, I think we're all thinking the same thing. It's still, I don't know if you get that when you see it on the BBC on Sky, where it's talking about Premier League news and it's got Palace news in it. And you're thinking... They've made some sort of an error. There's something wrong. How yeah, do you think? It is. Yes, but, like, genuinely, it's, it's, a, it's a huge shock to the system. And Like you say, we won't really know until, we, until we're looking at that first game. you got any preferences that you want
7: for that
4: first game? Um, I think it would be nice to start off at home and maybe a London derby would be a nice way to kick off the season.
7: When you know we're going to get hull away on a Monday night. <laughs>
8: <laughs>
9: <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't. We'll That's still- the a Sunday
1: that is the other thing isn't it we've, like, we've got there's, there's some interest like, there's a lot more local games mm. but, but there's a lot you know there's like you say there's Hull there's Newcastle
9: there's Sunderland every sort of Norwich <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it's <laughs> Norwich it's going to be strange for me because all the last few seasons I've deliberately avoided everything in Premiership mm. uh, you, know, because, you know big money you know nothing to do with them the Championship's great it's going to be weird checking out where it's, oh, it's teams like you know, Actually paying some sort of interest to it, having interest in premiership games, and, and almost looking down on the championship. Did
4: anyone read anything about... Um, uh, well, fans saying basically that they would rather still be in the championship because it's a better league and, yeah. and they don't want to be in the premiership. Anyone got any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, when I've talked about that topic before, um, mm-hmm. I, I, I was one of those people who said, you know, I prefer the championship as a league. It's more competitive... Uh, we're more likely to win a game than, than we are lose a game, uh, generally. <laughs> swear, uh, certainly when compared to the Premiership, anyway. And um, <clears throat> and basically, I, I like the fact that it's a competitive league. I like the fact that there's a lot of interesting sort of grounds to go to. You get a real, you know, there's some, some grounds that are Premier League grounds, and there are some grounds that um, are somewhat short sure of what a league standards should be. So like, it, it's, but to me, you get a real proper experience of football. Where the Premier League, it's money, isn't it? It's all about, you know, the away ticket prices are extreme. The, you know, in certain cases, and you're, you're looking at players being paid the sort of money your entire squad paid, and it doesn't feel like football to me. But I can tell you, when we were playing Peterborough and when we were two-one down, and the world went round the crowd incorrectly, and the world went round, the Forest had scored, and we were in seventh. I can't tell you how I felt. I, I felt like someone punched me in the stomach, and it was like that's that is that is the truth of it. Like in my head, I'm like, oh, I'd rather be a Championship club. But when it came down to when it came down to being in the playoffs or being outside the playoffs, I was gutted. I wanted to be in those playoffs. I wanted the chance that we got and, and we took it. And
5: that's the other thing. Sorry Joe, you wanted to No, you just saying about the fans. I just I just think that the, the fans in the championship or in, in the lower leagues are more passionate, they're more fervent, they're more protective of their club. I mean the matter I, I mean I, I went to a Chelsea game a couple of years ago, uh, just a, a random cup game that I was given some tickets for. And all the people behind me they were they were People that had just turned up at Stamford Bridge without trying to be, you know, saying anything out of order. But look, most of it was about 200. You, imagine they've got a, some woman turn up with an umbrella and said, Follow me, we're going to Stanford Bridge for the night. 200, like, uh, just yeah, yeah, there was like 200 Chinese fellas. I think just thought it was, it, you don't get, you couldn't add that at Palace. Every now and then we have random. Uh, Ten or twelve people that come over from Italy Norway. or Norway, Scandinavia that come over and that, that watch us. But they are, you know, I just, but you know, the fans. I think we're we're more passionate than, as the Premiership will find out now, that if we take a thousand, yeah. two thousand up there, that we will out as we have done for the last two years most of the home grounds.
1: Let's talk about. What I mm. is. Do you think that um, a lot of it comes? So for me, I was not observing... I know, I know a lot of fans of premature teams, I think we all probably do. I mean, Joe, you're a Liverpool fan. I <laughs> <laughs>
5: I'm, poor, <like>. I'm <laughs> <You know? laughs>
1: a joke, it's a joke. <laughs> uh, but like, we, they, they all seem to have this sense of entitlement. And I do think that we, in our tough run this season, I think you saw a bit of that from some sections of our support, a sense of entitlement. A sense like, we should be beating this team. We should be have drawn. drawn two games in a row as a problem. When you look at the big clubs, so you look at Man City, you look at Man United, you look at even teams like Newcastle. If they have a bad run of form, you know their fans don't do what what a Championship club tends to do, particularly Palace, which is get behind the team. You know, yeah, we have a lot of people moaning on message boards. But when it comes down to it, at like the ground, there weren't really a lot of booing, was there? But like, you know, everyone's names got cheered when they were read out at the start of the game. You know, the songs were constant throughout the season. Even at my lowest moment, you know... I yeah. think there was a little
5: bit of discontent. Yeah. But that was only because people... Because what they'd done is they started the season off so badly. And then, had like, half a season where we were terrorising teams... Where we went to grounds, went to Leicester. We were 6-1. to one. The bookies had us a 6-1 to one to win there. And we came to them. We actually outplayed them. You know, and we weren't expected to get any results at so many of the games. And then, we're in, like... We're top. Before we know it, we're top. And you think... Hang on a minute. The bookies had us favourites to go down. We got spanked the first two or three games. We were near the bottom, and now we're we're at the top and set the bar. And then, obviously, at the the, the last third of the season, it started going pear shaped. Whether the players got nervous and then the fans got nervous, and it just... But I just think you know, we 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 it was a struggle, and we managed to get through.
6: I think that's what makes next season so exciting as well, because. It's exactly the same as last season. We nobody thought nobody thought we were going to do well, um, and it's the same as the Premier League. You know, we, we, last season we were expected to lose every game and go down. This season, probably the same. You know, people don't expect us to go into games and win, and that makes it so much more exciting. Because when we do pick up three points, or you know, we get a point and get too excited, yeah. it's so it's it's amazing, that we've done that. Well,
1: there's a, a natural point to ask him there, Ben. What, do you expect us? So we were told by the fans on their forum that we're going to get the lowest points total level you know, because of beating Derby's record in 11 points. It's ridiculous. What do you think?
8: I don't think we're the kind of
6: club that will get turned over that easily, though. You know, the players have spoken about it this season, the togetherness of it. If we can keep that, there's no way we're going to get trounced every week just because of you know the belief that the squad have had. Um, um, sorry, on, yeah. on that point, with are together.
9: to you go look at how well Wimbledon did with a team of exactly, I, I think we've got no, like much, that. much, much classier players than Wimbledon <coughs> had the Crazy Gang, but they, 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 held it together. It wasn't until the the whole hat Sam Man thing and the talk about moving to Dublin mm-hmm. that Wimbledon actually fell apart. Yeah, um, I think that that team spirit and uh, I, I don't want to talk about Crazy equals yeah, but right. it kind of was the glue that held us together as a team rather than lots yeah. of individuals right? do you do you think
1: maybe and it's just playing a bit devil's advocate here, do you think maybe top level football's changed do you, yeah, you think let's bring you in on this huh? but like, so you could, could, can you see like, the, the Wimbledon situation happening again a team just built on physicality and team spirit stoked or I was what? about to say yeah something stoked managed it but you know, even they've had to spend a bit of money as the years have gone on and in all honesty it has not really progressed alright oh, they're staying up. credit to them but you know, they've got they've got a what they I are in their eyes a bad season and all their fans have been labours ended up with the manager going so Yeah, we'll be seen with um, with our neighbours down the road, Charlie. They got that point didn't they? Yeah and they got really curvishly said he's not gonna take us as far as he can go and suddenly realised, oh he's taking us further than we can actually go in. and um maybe stoke like let that happy like with and
6: Want to make a point? Blackpool looked safe last time, didn't they? Yeah. When you get to, to, to the midpoint of the year, if it looked like Blackpool was
0: safe, uh, I think Holloway's going to a lot from that experience as well. Yeah, Steve. Do you think that a lot of it is the most important part for next season is actually gaining the points early, the home games, getting ourselves uh, points against you know teams like Stoke, like West Ham, um, and then using that as a platform then to kick on? Or do you think that we just have to take the points when we can get them, get the draws, get the uh, the last minute wins, that's, and use that to get up? That's, the sales. that's I
1: mean, that's it's one of those things, isn't it? You've got kind of cadence as the season goes on because you don't. We're not. I mean, we're not going to be Holloway's black ball. We're not. We're not going to do that. We're not going to start next season and just go at teams and try and beat them four or three or five or four or and like we're not going to do that. I
9: don't believe Holloway is going to take that approach. Which Christine is interesting and... because that's what was what excited us so much when we went yeah. the way to Dover, wasn't it? Yeah. Just going back to the whole Premiership. I, I know you told uh, there'd be strict instructions not to talk about the past, but it's just such a pity that the gone of the days where you've got a team like Nottingham Thoris when they went up in third to win the league the following season, and and that was why I think you were saying yourself that you prefer to be a Championship team because. There's, it's just so fixed, you know. It's going to be one of three or four teams that win it. Then there's going to be four or five teams that you can almost you can almost write what the final league is going to be now. so, yeah. so what's, what's the dream?
1: The dream is that you break that. Yeah. The dream is that out from somewhere you you know you bring in a couple of players, you bring through some youth, and suddenly you think, well, we've
5: got we've got another will. We don't have to settle to <laughs> The Rafter album, by the way, you won't show many ice creams going that fast. <laughs> oh, hey. I mean, out,
0: out of interest, Chris, do you think that a large part of it for us is do we now blood the youngsters, get them into the team, or do we actually try and pull in journeymen footballers to stay up? I mean, what do you listen, think? I,
1: that that is exactly the sort of thing that worries me about being a Premiership club now, because you know we have this ethos of bringing through young talent into our squad. And can we do that as a Premier League club? Rhys Alassani is good one, right? So I mean everyone knows about him, generally speaking, and that he's he's gonna be the next big thing to come through in terms of exciting attacking talent. This we know we saw Hiram Rotten this season come in against yeah, Spokes, right, so think, yeah. absolutely great. Yeah. So I genuinely think he will be <clears throat> In, in that position, he will be just as impressive. And
0: also, Tully wow. Kaikai is
5: hopefully. Yeah, yeah. So you exactly. know, i on the periphery anyway. Yeah, Ryan so is quite similar. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you yeah. know, they are big guys. We've got massive. Mm-hmm. But the, the thing is, when when, uh, uh, when when the club nearly went bust, but the, the, and the guys came in, they kept the they kept the standard and the and the academy. They didn't just bit the academy because it was a million quid a year. Yeah. They kept everything going. You know, and, that's, and we're now paying a dividend for that. You well, know. True, right. Yeah, exactly. Do we, but, but do what we what worry, all, though, about
0: the fact that this season, out of young players, we've really only had Wolf and, uh, and Johnny Williams in the side regularly? Obviously, the, the Stoke game, we did put in a couple of kids, but are we a little bit worried that actually nobody else, as much as Holloway makes a big deal about the, the fantastic academy that we've got... Are we a little bit worried that we didn't plug more youngsters last season?
1: No, because I think you've got, to be, you've got to be really sensible with it, right? Because the thing is, it's about who's ready, OK? Now, you can argue that once we did throw him in against Stoke, like Boateng showed, he's ready, why wasn't he involved further later on? And then you see someone like Stuart O'Keefe coming in, and do we? Yeah, exactly. He had a I mean? fantastic
0: yeah. game, that yeah. Wembley game. And Actually, him. every time he's ever come in, he's been a big game player.
1: I was concerned earlier in the season, he had a little, bit time, a little bit of playing time earlier in the season was quite negative with the way he played and I'm not sure whether that was under instruction or what but he certainly
5: looked but, but he actually he's a, he's a tough tackling attacking midfielder yeah. because you saw the, it was only that these are safe uh, with his legs in the final, that stops him actually scoring. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, we don't have that many midfielders that are shooting from inside the penalty area. No, He's got himself there. He, he seemed to be given more of a free reign to get
1: forward and yeah. much more comfortable being able but to. Well,
5: I think because Jedi, yeah. Jedi holds, doesn't he? And then O'Keefe oh, can do what he wants. Well, the
1: point I'm trying to make is that although we, we're looking at academy or academy players and we're saying, we, we're thinking these some seven, exciting 17 and 18 year olds like Will breaking in and being that good at that age, the general. Um, way of an academy player coming through is so they might get the exposure, <laughs> then they go out on loan and they see if you see if they see women, and then you might blow and slow, especially in centre back positions or midfield positions, they don't come in. That quickly
2: my, my concern, concern is, is no, you it's don't.
7: a risk though isn't it that's why right. it's a risk one mistake and it's a goal you and put a, you put a <clears throat> winger on he makes a mistake oh he misses a cross that's it and he's a
1: bigger risk in the premiership there's no denying that so I think the loan, the loan system becomes ever more important but that's going back to Al he's one who because we're losing wealth and right? people obviously are rightly gutted about losing a player of that ability I you mean know? You know, he got, got some stick on his form drop this season man. I'm sure we gave him some stick ourselves and our radio yeah. to a point yeah. but he's still one of the best players ever to have, have pulled the shirt on and he came out of our academy so um, but people are, are getting upset about losing him and Alassane can be in my view can be as good
0: the two games I've seen in Mick uh, don't I'll bring you in a second the two two games I've seen um, that Alassane has been in uh, in the N21s he looks like he's actually got the skills of Will and, and the distribution and vision of, of, of Williams. So I think that's why he's a really, really exciting prospect yeah, he, for us as a club.
1: He's a special player. And you mentioned Williams there and we should not forget that before his injury everyone talked about him being a better prospect of, of, of him and wealth. And I still, don't, I still don't think we've seen anywhere near what, what Williams is capable of. If, uh, at some point during this show probably hopefully after I say this there is an extended interview with Johnny Williams uh, that we recorded uh, previously which was honestly well Joe you were there it was a, it was a good experience wasn't
5: it yeah it was yeah having yeah. Um, met him a few weeks before ran right his house you know, and, and had a chat with him he's exactly the same as he was when I met him mm-hmm. as what he was on the radio and when other people meet him they say what a grounded leather-headed really nice yeah. fellow he is but he really is he just, he just plays football for a living that's the thing he did there's no airs and graces with him if you walk up to him and say can you do us a photo he'll do the photo if you don't get it right he'll do it again people are laughing because at
1: the beer festival he was like every photo he was still smiling and, like, <laughs> two, hours. <laughs> same, two hours it, everyone says the same thing like they're still because you, you talk to a footballer you are like, you're get one sentence but it's a rarity two. isn't it
5: because yeah. all you see when you see the match of the day cameras or the sky cameras and the players are coming off the coach and they're walking in they've got them on they've got a pair of earphones on they ignore the people going just wanting that if you call, you'll see they will see that when when our, if the cameras are outside and our players turn up, that they will come out and sign autographs. Yeah, yeah. There won't be that the, 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 the premiership I, I don't the, think they
9: um, tend to show them coming off the coach. They do don't uh, No, not that they play
5: on the Sky. But what I'm saying is, you know, I just our players seem to be a lot more grounded
4: than yeah. a yeah. Um, I was
1: just Are you extending that point just
4: before. Well, or? I was just going to talk about. Um, the club, in the sense of the unity within the club, uh, yeah, taking us forward yeah, uh, yeah. next season. But, I mean, no, that's, that's, so, that's, that's no, all I was trying to say was that um, there is that sort of special bond mm-hmm. with, that which the which club has. Fans
1: has
2: fans yeah, well.
4: and I think that part of the success of next season will be down to sort of three things, and I think the fans will ultimately have uh, a lot to do with it. And I think a lot of clubs will be impressed when they see our, our away fans. And 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 and. and the fans not getting on the backs of the yeah. players when we're not doing so well at home. But yeah, we,
1: we've we've got our bit to do to impress yeah. and I'm and, sure,
4: and, sure we will. Um, and and also, I think that having the academy as well, and and we've been talking about academy players who might break through. I think you know that's going to be uh, a key to to next season as well. And and I just think that you know all those things that, you know, positive things to be thrown into the pot rather than looking at, at negative things and can we survive and why you know, what have we got to do to survive I think there's lots of reasons to be positive and look yeah. forward, to a good season.
1: Yeah, I do not it Sorry, it's just very aware of the, the train noise so we'll have to, I have to speak up a little bit it's just stopped and I've mentioned it so if I keep mentioning it, it might not
4: that was my train. Uh,
1: but, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Alex, you want to make like, bold? Do what Nick did overwinter.
7: Just a quick one on, on what Mark was saying. He was saying we shouldn't worry about you know, relegation. And I don't think we should. We should just go out up and enjoy it. Yeah. because and You're you know, you alluding to people saying, oh, you're going to get this many points, you're going to go down, you're going to embarrass yourselves. We've got nothing to be embarrassed about. Yeah. We made it and they didn't. Yeah, so yeah. I really don't care what they've got to say about how many points we're going to get. Um, we're in a premiership. I'm going to Manchester United away. I'm going to Tottenham yeah. away. I don't care. Yeah. Well, you know. Do you know what? Alex?
1: I'm going to come back to it now talk to me,
9: I'll come back to on that point. I know you said that some of the show I kind of think about past, present, and future, and just to yeah. link, I don't want to make it the, the world show because as Joe has just rightly said, we've got a whole squad of players that we can all praise. Um, going back to when we were in deep financial trouble three years ago, how, how gutsy were we when we sold Moses? And isn't it great to see him doing so well? But perversely, if we hadn't have sold Moses, would Wilf have got that route in straight into the team and straight through to
5: the team and that fifteen million pound transfer to Manchester United. I mean was that kind of so they, that's the okay. natural progression though isn't it? You get rid of one, you give someone else a chance. That's that's a natural progression. Now Will's gone, someone else has got to step up. Yeah. Or we've got to buy someone's. But I think we've now got Balassi. Yeah. Bilassi has to step up. And then we need someone to set the pace of Balassi, and that could be it could be Banton. Yeah. Otherwise you know we've got this really exciting young fella who, I know he went down a division, but scored loads of goals, but, you know, he's in a second. Been... To be fair, though, to
4: Wilf, he so, was always going to make it, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> well, at one interesting, stage. Interestingly, <laughs> at
1: 15, 16, no. No. Because uh, he wasn't rated. Uh, the interesting thing about Wilf is he missed out to Nathaniel Pinnock.
4: Yeah. I Nathaniel Pinnock, Yeah, I do, yeah. Who
1: looked, he looked a half-decent striker mm. for but he never quite did it. You know, he went down to play almost a full season a conference level and just never quite made it but he kept Wilf out it's amazing to think 15 million pound player was kept out of our youth team at, at you know that's 15 16 years old by a player who's no, no longer in professional football but that's that's how it works so, you know that's what you have to get used
9: to so Nick I was just like say how it all felt I mean it's the first time this season that I've actually enjoyed watching Chelsea because Justice Moses is playing for and whether it's going to be whether I'm going to feel compelled to watch Manchester United a little bit more, because hate them. I, hate them. <laughs> I really hate them. Uh, watching Will, at least. I do I well. want him to do well, but I don't want him to do
0: well. I think what's going to be great is actually watching Man United come to Sellers Park next season and having the round of applause that that man's going to get. Because we, we never really got a chance to say uh, well. that. And actually, I, I much prefer Moyes as a, as a manager to, to Fergie. Um, well, that's a different place. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. saying that deserves to be on a palace show, but I think someone like Moyes, like he did with Rooney, no. brought him out, no. and I think no. he's going yeah. um, to do that with Wills. That's the point. Um, yeah. are, are you? I'm talking man about Wills. Are you Man United?
5: You're
7: You're Liverpool.
5: Liverpool. Shut
7: up! Uh, <laughs> I've got a Man United Liverpool rivalry here. They're stuck in the middle between Man United. Get a room. Alright, chaps. Remember what I Um
1: I want to go back to Alex the point you made uh, that takes us into a different point, if you like and uh, try and involve these guys because they've been quiet it's got a noisy corner over there <laughs> um, you, you mentioned going into the Premier League and just enjoying the experience and um, it put me in mind of what people were saying before the playoff final because we were talking about just beating right and that, you know, that it's not going to get better than that we just stop them going up we just beat them in their own ground. we celebrate on the pitch in front of them you know not Going to get better than that. Let's just go and really enjoy it. If we win great, if we don't, great, it doesn't matter. Um, on the day, uh, I would have said that that didn't pan out quite like that. I would have said, On the day, um, had we lost to Watford, I'd have been distraught. You know, I would, have, I would not have enjoyed my day. That's what I'm saying. And do you feel maybe the Premiership could be a bit like that? We can approach it with that attitude. And when it comes down to it, when you go in every week, as we'll be I'll be going every home game every away game every cup game what are we doing that? if I'm watching us lose every week I'm, am I going to enjoy that experience
7: but you've got to look at it like this on the day if we'd lost to Watford you would have been gutted mm. but two weeks from now you would have been you would have been proud that what we've come from to get to a playoff final playing at New Wembley in front of 80,000 people to get to that position it's fantastic and you know what we lost but we'll come back and we'll bounce back because that's what we do because see, you've seen it happen three times been in administration three times and going to the Premier League look what these stadiums these players this is what it's all about this is what we're in football for to succeed and, and play at this highest level and if we can do it we've just got to if we lose we take it on the chin and we get behind the boys and we sing and we just enjoy it Can we just break in a second Three times you've been in administration, do you mean um, do you mean twice? Can I just point out that
1: technically speaking if you count the notes to go where it is three times?
0: Yeah. Sorry mate, we weren't technically in the administration that's gonna well, say, come on, it's, it's a little bit <laughs> like we that. It didn't really exist in that
1: form. It's not time, not a time for a round although mm. it's mm. the end of the season if we can have a round. we might as well do it Exactly. But no, yeah, I, I think for the technicality it's twice, but come um, yeah, on. I was just gonna say I think it depends on what you, what you see really. I
6: mean first half at Wembley uh, at Wend
0: for me was shading it a little bit, I felt like it was just going to be a nice day out, but when we had so many chances in the second half,
6: I was beginning to think about one time there's a lot to lose here, which yeah. didn't feel like that in the first half. Come to the, the Premier League, it depends on what you're going to see, you know, if you, if you see the team that's going out there and trying every week, you know, and actually, you know, playing, playing for shirt, sure, and you lose one nil, 2 nil, or whatever, when you see people are trying, then, then I think you, really, you feel different about it, you just, no, that. yeah
5: but, that 's always been the way though yeah. that's always been the way at palace if we can lose if you we just want our players to try yeah. and that 's all you want and if you 've tried your best and still got thumps then, then we 've got nothing to, to, to ruck about it 's when you see it 's when you see players coasting mm. but a lot but a lot of fans now have, have realized it 's not just about ball watching you watch the players a lot of people watch the players instead of just ball watching. And you do see This is why GPR fans are so fed up last season, oh. because
9: they had a team full of players who were just there for the
7: cash. And you've got to look at it like this as well, that we've got let's not try and grind out a result. Let's go to Manu and let's just take it to them Well we've well, we'll we'll got what's out. The, what, exactly. go yeah. so. And we went at them and we will do it again, we've got we got to be proud of these boys and they've got to go out and, and give it their all and try and try and win attractively and if they lose then but giving it all then we'll take it on a chin.
0: I mean, I'd like to, uh, t- to think that actually there's, there's nobody in the league that we can't beat on our day if we treat every game like a cup final. And, I mean, especially at Fortress Sellerst, which, which it has been for a year now, um, I think we've got the, the option... Game, yeah. Well, other than, other than the Birmingham game, we don't talk about it, it's a race mystery. history. But, um, I mean, Albert, I think you had a point. Oh, sorry, Ben had a point.
6: I think it's worth noting as well that Premier League fans that are writing us off say saying, oh, Palace, they're going to be the whipping boys. They don't know anything about Palace. They don't watch the Championship. Exactly. They're the Premier League team. Like, yeah. I think they're not going to know anything about us and we're not going to do as badly as people think we are just because, oh, they finished fifth in the Championship. They must not be very good. It's not like that. Because you think
4: it's like a bit of the unknown quantity that will come yeah, into it. Natural. So people will not really know what to expect. First season, Palace turn up. I think turn did up. so
9: well after the first four games of last season. We actually did so well because people had written us off. And actually, it turns out we had quite a decent team. Yeah, as soon as people started changing their approach, that's kind of when I formed. We had to do something a bit different, and you got to credit Holloway way for, for yeah.
8: finding
1: a formula by the end of the season. The so you've got us to overcome that. But yeah, there were. Yeah, yeah. an illustration mm, of yeah. what you say about being an unknown quantity is the attitude towards Zaha of a lot of people. Um, a lot. I think. Oh, um, well, yeah, and made reference to it. Of, um, Will Will's girlfriend had said to him like she was watching the Brighton game at home. And she said, um, in the first half they were talking about how overrated he was, and in the second half they were talking about him being world class because of the two goals. And that's exactly the sort of thing people when people don't watch you week in, week out. See everyone talks about bias and we are biased towards Palace, of course we are, we Palace fan. But at the same Pop time and gel. You know, Pop and gel is a good fan. You know. But you're
6: like, a Man U fan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no.
1: <laughs> but, like, but, but at the same time, no one knows more about Palace and Palace fans. You know, no one does.
4: But I think, I think what happened was, it, just going on from that point, is that the teams did suss us out after sort of Christmas time. And, you know, Wolf was double, treble banked, you know, and uh, Balassi likewise to a certain extent. And he lost a bit of form as well. And I think yeah, that. that
8: you're not the same guy. <laughs>
4: yeah. But I think generally speaking, that. Um, that, you know, I think the start of the season is going to be very important because I think we are will be a bit of an unknown quantity. Hopefully, we'll have some new signings in, and then from from there, hopefully we can we can kick off really start strongly. And then even if we, you know, we're playing a particular way every game, hopefully, uh, you know, we'll have accrued That's enough points to so be young able to, select. Blackpool and Hull had it, you
5: know, they took everyone by surprise for the first half season. I the squad size and the
1: quality, been what they are it does only last so long so you do have to freshen it up and that's why January is probably going to do
5: really important as well
4: mm-hmm. it's
5: course, a tough one you know do you risk a little more cash to guarantee staying up or you know if you're bottom with only 10 points you know your instinct is to go out and buy more players and so really you know, it's a real fine balance in that
1: you, you're, you're absolutely right Dan. I'll come back to you except um, Joe I, I genuinely believe that, that too much is done in the you um, know pre-season transfer window. Because basically there's this sort of rush of getting all these players. And I know for I know from what they're saying. Our or club, our hierarchy, or whatever, or they're saying you know you don't want to change too much. You want to give the team that got you there the chance in the Premier League and all that sort of stuff. I think it's absolutely the right approach because if you just buy a little bit of quality in pre-season and then see where you are in January, you may have to panic buy. Do you know what I mean? But it's not so much of a panic when you've got 120 million quid, mean, is it? You know go out and get them,
5: a the, the last meeting that we had with Steve um, he turned around and said that they had a plan saving the club then the consolidation then the, then the promotion push and it's gone absolutely perfect for him. but what he did say was that when we got there one of the main goals was literally for the money and, and, he, and, he, and, he, and he always has turned around and says that the club they, the, they, never want, they don't want to own the club they save the club Got it to where it is now, and if someone comes in, they, they will they will sell without a doubt, and uh, that that's fire? my text. Yeah, sorry. Do you want to, um... And uh, but but yes, so it's that, but, it's attractive. Yeah, but, but what I'm saying is <laughs> it's attractive. The, the the money is is purely going to be for the stadium and for the academy, which is again we we trying to get get a uh, um, to, to build a new academy, you know, uh, in a different place, so. You know, it's just it's mainly for the money. If we go down, it doesn't. It not, I'll say it doesn't matter. But staying up, it, for that, if we consolidate for one season, yeah. then that probably sorts us out for the next ten years.
1: I think, unfortunately, I do genuinely believe that, that the goalposts do move and they will move for our own. Um, I, I think they genuinely they've got the right approach in that you still want to be conservative when you go up and you've still got to make sure that, that the club's future is. is as secure as humanly possible but I think to me the goalpost move I think you have to look once you get there you're thinking oh well you know, if the worst happens we get relegated at least we've got parachute payments you don't want that because it's not progression
4: I mean we we're, we've
1: got driven people mm-hmm. who charge
4: my club now for, that's for that's driven right, people yeah.
1: and they do not they don't want that they don't want to go up and then not stay just for the comfort it's of her the players as well I mean mm-hmm. you bring in you know, the, or even the players over
6: there it's a taste of the ground.
1: I think
0: the thing is as well, Can we do we think that we could end up risking the future of the club if we then go down having spent too much trying to stay up, like like UPR? So I don't, the they I I don't, I I don't think they will, but no. then I mean, you look at you look at the West Broms so who have done it the right way. OK, yeah, they're yo-yos a little bit, but now they're a, uh, a safe, established premiership outfit. Do we want to make sure that we don't do what Norwich did about what five, six years ago when they almost bankrupted their club by trying to stay in the premiership?
10: You don't want it,
1: but I mean, we'll, we'll come back to future the future signings and stuff later on and how we operate. But um, no, 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 we don't, have... we don't want to. Of course, we don't want to. The balance, if, we, isn't if it? we get, if we go through administration again, particularly with the people in charge we've got now, they'll kick us out of the league. We'll never come back from
4: that. But well, we do get to keep the match ball. So, <laughs> yeah, but
1: yeah, here's
4: the thing. Yeah, the but do you, can I so, just ask you about, we can about never go back? We can
1: never go back. To it.
4: But with that, just talking about current owners, I know we will be speaking to Steve later but just in general consensus opinion, do people think that, that, given that, that they would be happy to sell to foreign owners? Because that's the thing that bothers me the most, is selling to foreign owners who don't really care or don't really understand what's in the club. And what I'm sort of concerned about is they've reached their goal, they can take their money back and they won't be any worse off and potentially we're an attractive club to buy on the face of it do you, but does anyone think that, that they would that our current owners would sell to foreign owners just at the, just because so, it was a good price, yeah, yeah. just just because just no, it was no. good money?
1: I think uh, I know Alex wants to more, more respond to this, so I'm going to let him respond
7: more than I am. But what I'll say is you've got to have more trust in our owners than that. But Alex, yeah, your your point was that um, that if. It's very different selling to a foreign owner and then a foreign owner that cares. I don't mind if they're a foreign owner, if, as long as they've got the club at heart. And our owners are only going to sell to people that that've got the best intentions. And I think if we do sell to a foreign owner, you'll still see one of them heavily involved in running the club um, and making sure no, that it's a chicken factory. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I still he... think he'll be. It will be involved just to make sure that it's because going he the right is, direction. Yeah, he is
5: on his own admission was basically he put up because the, the, we needed four voices you can't have four voices you so you one need here. one so they voted him so he he well, he might eleven voices <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. you can obviously you can ask him these questions later on yeah exactly uh, because, because there is obviously there was press news of uh, the owner of Napoli coming in and being interested mm. you know he actually personally said we're he, a bit gutted he, now that
5: we're changing yeah. that law <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no more than no.
5: versus Napoli. There,
0: there goes Cavani. I think. I think one of the the important things as well is. I mean, I remember back in the the, the bad old, uh, old days of 2010, the administration. We had rumours to think it was Gaddafi coming in. There was a the P. P. Diddy yeah, one, okay. which was brilliant. Um, you know, I think the fact is, yes, we're an attractive club to buy. We're in London. We're in the Premiership. It's fantastic, but I don't think that when they say you're going to attract, you know, you Sheikh Mohammeds so or whatever coming in buying us and you know basically sp- just just spunking a load of money into the club oh, yeah, in that way. <laughs> I may have done, I, I may have done. I was going to go for spaffing but it sounded a little bit that's dirtier. A, that's worse. <laughs>
4: what you do at home, mate, is your own business. Uh, anyway. Right
1: <laughs> on that of paper. It's <laughs> an
5: essay. It's a love yeah. note. I, I it's
4: a drinks order. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know. Talking of rich, 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 rich. 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 Mark is getting the points in for
5: everybody, so... Look, look. It's,
0: yeah, I, I want to give us a little bit of a change of direction, a little bit of a different jumping off point and
1: take us back to... Um, take us back to the start of the season um, we've gone through those first few games we were I don't
0: want to read it can you read it live on air now
1: uh, fine
4: dear Jim I could you love fix it Nick for me? <laughs> it worth, the best
1: is it worth having a five minute break and we're editing a bit like a five minute plan
9: that's uh, a terrible note
1: get rid of it Frightened.
9: I I've deliberately wrote the notes so I wouldn't get said out, out loud. <laughs> <laughs> so do you allow notes to be passed in your classes? Right here. out. I'm not No, look, you know how we operate, right? We just, we just keep going. <laughs> okay. You
1: know how we operate. Do you want to five-minute break? Yes. Do you need a cigarette? Is that it? No, I'm not
0: drink. No, you want to get some pinted.
1: Well, you can pop down and get a pint and we'll carry on talking. <laughs> <laughs>
4: is that a movie I love the pride (laughs) do you
1: know what it actually is going around Um, I want it on the table over
4: there what Um, the empty um, one
0: (laughs) 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 right bring it Um, back to Palace which is the the thing that we're all talking about absolutely
1: do you know that it it was worth it it was worth stopping just for that and it was just starting us on a new point Um, I've taken us back to the start of the season we've we've lost those first few games Dougie Friedman's coming in for a bit of a stick he turns it around we start playing some decent football you know, there's all sorts of rumours about why
4: we changed our style of play. You're looking for my
0: wallet? I mean, if you want it, you're looking it. right for it. Uh, yeah. money And a picture of his wallet. Yeah. Hey, what's a drink? I'll have a pride, please. This is unbelievable, isn't it? All, all you needed to do was just... just oh. Pride, please. But as he was saying,
8: Chris... <laughs>
4: Yeah well, yeah.
8: well, what yeah. was? What yeah. was quite.
9: You know, I, you know, know, about. Yeah. Well, let's not have all this while we order drinks and stuff. Cause...
7: can we edit this bit out?
9: Yeah.
7: Yeah. This bit. Yeah. No, no, this no, no. yeah. is this 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 gold. This. Yeah.
0: Every, this, every, it's every it's week, all I get is abuse from Chris for the entire show. Home. Well, we well. Okay.
1: Do you know what? Um, we're not going to edit that out. We're going to keep it. But I am going to say right now, we're just going to take a quick five minute break. You won't notice because of the way recording works. Because, like, like, basically, we'll press stop and then we'll come back immediately. So That's be like being stopped by who, isn't it? silence. You have to wait yeah. about five minutes of silence.
9: Like, it'll be, it be instant for you. So, there you go. We can't have a of wheel or something. Uh, an audio, an audio potter's wheel. Five I'll just pause
1: it. Um, okay, welcome back. We've had our, I say, five minute break. It's a little longer than that in the end. Um, and we've been joined by Steve Parrish. Hi, Steve. Hi, hey boys. You alright? Yeah. Yeah we are. We all shy again, like
0: Everyone's talking to you <laughs> a minute?
10: Like. Yeah, and, uh, lying in a minute. We just well trained. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: that's it's really come across so far as the stuff we recorded before this, yeah. I think so, yeah. So has it all sunk
10: in yet? No, like, no. Like, that was a question that was nah. so you so yeah really we, we,
3: we were saying
1: until the fix just come out, we don't think it's
10: I'll tell you really when real. it sunk in for me. Last Thursday. We went to the Premier League AGM I think it was. Oh yeah. And we were sat between... We were sat between Chelsea and Everton. And a few weeks before we'd been to the Football League meeting, we were between Barnsley and (laughs) 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 Chelsea. And suddenly you're in that room, and Daniel Lee there, and, you know, David Gill's there, and... And the difference is just incredible. You know, absolutely no disrespect to the people in the Football League, who do a fantastic job, but you know they've got everyone's scrambling around for money in that league you know you know they're trying to keep their costs as low as possible so that they can distribute as much money back to the club and all of a sudden you're in an organisation that's got some money you know so how were you received by them people because obviously yeah, they were can... yeah, really nice yeah I mean you know yeah I mean I can speak to everybody there I was only there the evening before and the um for the meeting, night to shoot off on a Thursday and there was an official dinner on Thursday night where they gave us the shares to the field took that. So I didn't meet everybody. Um, but yeah, the, 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 generally, off the field, everybody you at know, clubs are nice and you get loads of information. And There's quite a lot of challenges this year for everybody. Because of the new TV deal, the broadcasters have, have made part of that package a lot of stipulations on... Yeah, we've got to build a TV studio, we've got to build interview rooms near the dressing rooms, uh, we've got to cable the whole stadium, we've got to put in 18 camera positions. And, and even though, so we're new, so we've got an enormous amount of work to do, but because of the new TV deal, there's a lot more for everybody to do. Right. Um, real major stuff, you know, like the TV gantry underneath the, you know, where they film from, under yeah, the yeah, way that's got to be a lot bigger a lot wider. They've got to get 3D cameras and stuff in yeah, that way, stuff. So. Yeah, so it, basically what they as part of the deal they should be able to I think every single game will be live somewhere or filmed as live because it will probably be going out somewhere and you've got BT and Sky so um, basically they want to be able to come along. At the moment it takes them a, I think a day, day and a half to cable the stadium when they want to put on a live game to sell us So as part of the deal it was agreed that all the... So they'd want to be able to come along, plug in, in, in the OB truck, and then all the camera positions are all there. The camera men just go out and they plug in. So you can imagine it's... A, it was like a million quid, cable someone said. I'm sure... I think it's it's seven kilometres of cable we're looking at. And um, it, when all said and done, it's, you know, if you include everything, you know, it might, it might even challenge a million quid, you know, it's...
5: So yeah, you have got it online te- the online technology this year in the Premiership, is it? The goal goal, lines the
10: goal, are, oh, sorry, goal right. going in. Yeah, goal well. going in. Yeah. We, had a, we had a presentation on that at the Premier League, yeah. and that was fascinating because they had a goal, in, you know, in different, like in full speed. Right. Um, I mean, they filmed an incident that probably would not happen, So it's a goal in kind of behind the goal line, and then you're looking in line with the posts, so a linesman's view effectively. Right. In full speed. And, and the keeper sort of gets it and then pushes it out right Rob Green this a pretty serious goal yeah. yeah and in in full speed it ain't a goal frame by frame it ain't a goal in slow motion it's a goal because you can just see the ball edge of the ball creep this side of the post wow and um, A it shows how difficult it is the mm-hmm. linesman but B, apparently this thing, there's nine cameras up in the stands and it can work if two of them can see the ball. And it's accurate to within like a mil or something. How
9: many how hours did it take to get it that close your promo video of it? I don't know. really. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> it, it it <laughs> it's probably more easy, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, and how quickly can they tell if it's a goal? Is this something that they're like, going like, to have to wait two minutes Oh, go to or, the what
10: referee's watch.
0: Oh. Go straight. Like, yeah, look, so be, so uh, if the
10: referee's watch buzzes, it's a go.
0: But then who, who decides that? Is it, is it technology or is there
10: someone watching ca- the cameras or is it... Well, I think if the referees watch buzzes and there's a pigeon in the goal and there's a ball over there. <laughs> <in> the <goal>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you can find the frequency to that one. Well, I think, yeah. the, I think yeah. the whole oh,
5: line within tennis and in and in, uh, in, in, piece, yeah. in cricket. Yeah. yeah the,
10: so, so what will happen is that I think the referees watch, literally
5: will buzz if the yeah. ball crosses the line. Yeah, so, it can, so in effect, play can carry on but then if, within it'll,
10: five it'll, seconds it'll if it buzzes... Right right wow, yeah. well, that that's absolutely instant. And apparently it's much yeah. more accurate there was another system with the chip in the, chip in the ball yeah. yeah and apparently it's much more accurate than that that go wrong. I don't want to cast dispersions on that system <laughs> but in their tests they found it to be much more accurate so do
7: the club have to pay for that or do the Premier League pay for it yeah. oh, we have to pay we have to pay because it. yeah. it's technically
1: out of Premier League money
10: that they give you isn't it so I suppose that's their justification that you get the money to being in the Premier League so... yeah look, and, and, and there's loads of initiatives in there so there's a big initiative on away support so there was a vote to spend some money on away supporter areas and make them... It was fascinating and it's great news, I think, for supporters and great news for some of the things that we've been trying to do because in, what they were saying was the reason that they... Their research tells them the reason the Premier League is so well regarded, so many people watch it, not just here but from around the world, that the crowd is absolutely essential. So, we're you know, they had... Something ridiculous, like 97% occupancy. So I don't know how many things we'll be able to get in next year, but they've got this thing about season ticket holders and people that buy tickets that don't come. So they've got these initiatives where they buy back tickets off people. So if you're not going to come, they'll buy your seat back off you and, and, and resell it. All the clubs do it um, because they want they don't want full crowds they want people in the stadium they don't just want you to sell the stadium they want you to have full crowds so they measure the occupancy of the stadium so they're up even, even with Wigan being at about 77 they're up to about 97% last year in terms of occupancy in Premier League stadiums. so that's the first thing that they love about it the second thing they love about it is that the research shows me the way fans so the vibrancy of the atmosphere that's created by way fans so they want to make the whole experience for away fans, you know, a welcoming one. So there were some really good ideas that we, you know we'll try and take board. They want to put, bit, they want all the clubs to put a bit of money to it, to, to making the away fan experience better. Does that include safe standing? No, I mean safe standing will be a, because it's a law, isn't it? I mean, it'll it be a governmental issue that that would be.
4: But like when we were at the final and we put a lot of fans together, the fanatics together in one area behind the goal, on their you know, between it was worked between the club, obviously, and the fans themselves to have have the sort of the big singers and the people who want to stand at the game in a certain place all together. That was initiative put forward by the fans and the club and agreed, obviously, between, between yes. all of you. And, that got, and, and it was commented a lot by Watford fans about how Alice had sorted their, their fans out and they had you know, those who wanted to sing and those who wanted to stand in a certain part of the ground and that had a much better effect than the way that the Watford fans was, were, were organised and, and they were sort of crediting us in, indirectly, sort of about how well it was organised. I don't you know, how... Yeah, Stephen, Stephen,
10: like that? Stephen did that, didn't he? He already done fanatic stuff. But I mean, I, you know, I've for the view that Palace fans are great generically. You know, I, I like the fanatics. I don't <laughs> quite buy into this. You know, I've been to Wimbledon many, many times with Palace, you know, and we, we, we've got generically great support. You know, I think it's something about... Yeah. I mean, somebody said to me, bear in mind we're on the halfway line. Sometimes when... Palace fans think, oh, you couldn't hear them sing. You're like, well, you're in the middle of it. Of course, you, of course, you can't hear them sing. You know, so you get a much more balanced view when you're on the halfway yeah. line. Um, and I mean, you know, I know I've been to places where there've been 2,000 Palace fans, 15,000 of them, and you can't hear them sing. You know, or you can, so it, it does happen. Um, but normally, you know, it, it, in a game like that, you think it'd be more even. Most of the people with the royal box where we were said to me, "Your fans are unbelievable." One guy said, "The Watford fans that come to watch an event." Your fans have come to support, support the team, mm-hmm. um, and it was it was it was an emotional day on that standpoint, you know, because it was fantastic. Notwithstanding the fact that I don't think Wembley holds the atmosphere yeah, brilliantly, you know, it, it's not. You know, I've got to so say I've been in much better stadiums around the world for holding the atmosphere, but, it, but you know, it does have a lot well, of people. Found it really hard to actually sing in time with a song yeah. because it was
1: just it just sort of almost echoes round. Mm-hmm.
10: Yeah, from I'm the just, other side. If someone yeah. clapped on the other side, it sort of rose about an hour later. Really? Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> but happened? Why is someone clapping? With it? you know, oh, <laughs> yeah. it's, oh, it's that thing that I saw, yeah. you know, 10 minutes ago. I think
0: that was um, the, the, the difference between us and Watford, though, is you could hear them when the decision went against them, you couldn't hear them otherwise. And I think. They had a couple of some, moments, didn't they? Had that moment. Oh, yeah, a couple I, of moments. I, I actually like.
10: think it comes down to that people don't know the songs. Yeah, yeah. Right? I think it's as simple as that. People don't know the songs. So, certainly,
0: on their forum, they said that they got Yellow Army started a couple of times, <laughs> and that was that it. That was
10: big as well. When they did that, mm. they made know, quite a racket yeah. about it. there were a couple moments of moments in the game where they where they did, you know, get behind. Them. But I just think that there was, you know, their average attendance is last year was twelve thousand. I think, you know, ours is seventeen. I think there's probably out the 33 there's probably quite a lot that come you know don't come to every game but come so I just think that we, we, that's the way we support our team, isn't it? Everybody's different, but that's how we do it, you know. So Well, talking about fans, isn't
1: it? And, and, you know, we're, obviously now we're, we're Premier League, um, we've just seen that we, well, I'm sure we could have sold an awful lot more tickets for when we, you know, obviously sold 33,000 or what have you, but um, you've talked before about when well, you've been on our radio and in various other places about the fact that we are a much bigger club and we're in Premier League. <clears throat> well, first of all, how is it... How is
10: it going behind the scenes on season tickets and things like that? Yeah, I mean, mean, we wouldn't be selling any now, would we? None. So we're selling... I think we sold the first two days they're on sale, we sold 500. Um, We're up to nearly 12,000. We haven't really pushed it. I think we're we're going to run some ads just to sort of remind people that that they're available. I think we've got the pricing about right. That seems to be positively... positively. You know, Stephen and Ben did a lot of research around Fulham and you know, West Ham and you know, we tried to get the, the, the right price because we want to reward the people that bought early so you don't want it to be you know and, and obviously you want to get the right amount of income for the club um, but you, but you want to make sure that people can afford it so you know we, we, we would like to in my time as, as a Palace fan particularly in the Premier League we want to try and avoid as much as possible filling the stadium with plastics well I, 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 okay it depends what you define a plastic if a plastic is a palace fan that's more inclined to come in the premier league that's infinitely it no, to no, me. that's just that's okay yeah to watch some premier league football and he's going to come no, I down to, to watch some premier league football yeah. so you know I, you're going to have some plastic you know you're going to have some fans that you know are a bit fair weather
9: I know I know, a lot, I know four or five people who are Fulham season to get simply because it's Premiership. They don't support Fulham. They just want to see a Premiership game. They've, they've got their neutral stand.
10: We are going to have some of that. You know, yeah. I mean, we're probably going to have some. You know, but... well, the, the trick
9: is to turn them into Palace fans. I know, I know we, we've slated Brighton a lot. They've got people turning up to watch Brighton games in their Liverpool kit. And. Um, <laughs>
5: Like not to jail. Has like. um, that you know, uh, really happened? there's, there's, no, there's, there's, they, there's they, a the with a Man United rucksack. It's a young lad. his brighton He's got, so so got yeah. the full away
1: Brighton and kit. And he's got you know, he's
0: got a Liverpool bag on. There was a, there was a picture um, the other day on the North Stand chat of a, uh, a gentleman in his, his Brighton shirt and a Man United hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's this
10: is sort of two club yeah. phenomenon that some people have got, yeah. haven't they? He, you he, know, but but that is I support Man United and Palace. That's really word, it's isn't it doesn't really well, does it? It misses my phone. The thing is, we, we, we you you have to accept that things change, don't they? When you, you, you go there will there, always be things if we were fortunate enough to stay there, if we can plot a route of staying there you, you know, things will change and, 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 and there'll be things we'll miss about just being around people that are absolutely die hard. come rain or shine whatever league we're in all that sort of stuff we have to accept that but I think if we want to grow the club we've got to do that but we've got to try and do the right things let's try and entice in those disaffected you know don't want to watch Championship Football but I will watch Premier League Football Palace fans and just accept that's their point of view and, and, and welcome them back and try and you know Try and get the pricing right, so we not just get people that want. to... In terms, How, of headache of is
9: that going to be next? Come come November, December, when you've got to fix the prices for 2014, 15, uh, Do we um, do we reward those people who come coming for four, five, six years of season ticket holders by giving them a, a discount compared to those who, who just bought? So what we're, going to, what, what we're going to just do just is to be perfectly frank. frank if, if I had to buy season tickets for me and my two boys now, uh-huh. even pay a monthly, I wouldn't be able to afford it. Yeah. I could with the under ten free and me my son who's have next year paying 140 for him, but, but the prices as they are now, we wouldn't be able to afford it. Yeah.
3: What
9: what a lot of people's worries is is the people becoming week in, week out, because we're a premiership, we are gonna be priced out because it was affordable. Do you know what I mean? I know you need to pay a bit more for a premium product. But it's going to be a bit of a headache because surely you're going to have people thinking, but actually, we're... we're hypothetical situation where we're fifth from bottom, we don't know which way it's gonna go. Do we take the gamble on paying a higher price for a season ticket although we might be in championship because we might go for a bad run or yeah. do we take that risk, do you give our money back if we don't stay up type thing? I mean what kind of a headache is that Nick <laughs> <for? laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: it's your question personally
9: right? <laughs> But I know there's a lot of in this financial climate there's a lot of people who are gonna be in the same situation as me. You know, how, how do you judge what is going to be a fair price
10: come November for the following season? Well, the honest truth—I mean, we, we can't, we've touched on it, but there's so much to do right now that mm. we, we, we haven't looked at it. I think one of the things—it's interesting to get that kind of feedback as well—because we are working on a, a, a loyalty scheme. I think one of the things that the selling tickets for Wembley told us is that we need a fairer system of allocating tickets for big games, and of course. Even this year, there'll be away games that will be oversubscribed. Yeah. So, how do you decide who goes? So, I think you know it might be that that's part of a loyalty scheme. Somehow, you know, that we can, you know, maybe we can make it retrospective. Maybe certain people can start on a certain number of points, and if you've got a certain number of loyalty points, you can get your next year's season ticket at an increased discount. Something like that. Yeah. I'm not saying, promising it. Yeah. It, it. It's an idea. It's being looked at. Well, yeah, I mean, the the problem we've got is we're looking at loads of things. We've got to try and get people to do stuff, you know. So we're trying to hire people as well at the same time, you know, proper people that that can really help define these things. So we want to do a lot more with the membership because I think that was rightly criticised you know, in terms of allowing people to buy memberships and just buy a ticket. I don't think it affected too many people, but there was a little loophole there that you could just bring up and buy a membership and and buy a ticket. You know, we shouldn't have done that. That I'm
0: right in thinking that the, the price on the membership increased... Um, just before the final No, I don't, don't think No, it
10: was 32 quid I think and, there, and there's a junior membership but I think what, what it showed was a lot of people didn't know about the membership didn't know what it was for I mean, right now if you've got a membership you don't have to pay a booking fee if you have one off tickets we want to make more of that membership for overseas fans who want to get involved, we want to try and link the lawyer points to money you spend in the ground I don't know what we're going to be able to get ready before the end of the season but this is our opportunity to make, you know put money into making a lot of things about the club better and fairer and get some more people to think about it because you have to remember that there aren't many of us you know, so it, sometimes you just just stuck for time doing these things, you know, and you've got such overwhelming demand for a game like Wembley that, yeah. that it's as much as you can do to sell the tickets, you're bound to get one or two little things wrong, but certainly we'll look at that next year and try find It's phenomenal, when there's
1: supply, yeah, outstrips, well, sorry, demand, outstrips, supply no matter what you do, someone's going to be left disappointed and will look at what decision you've made and say, you should have done it this way. Yeah, I, I would have had a better chance. Because, like, a lot of people said it should have gone to general sale uh, sooner and you shouldn't have let other people have, uh, you know, two bites of the cherry if you like. And I always thought to myself, well, there's no guarantee that by putting it to general sale
10: that it wouldn't have been any fairer. What just- we try to do that people don't know about, mm-hmm. by the way, because... We did. We did have some returns responses, and we did have some tickets that we held just in case. What we actually did when we got that criticism was we got a printout of the database of all of the people, how many events they've been to throughout the season, that hadn't, up to that point, purchased a ticket for Wembley. Um, so there were two problems there was a problem that people bought a season ticket and memberships in order to get a Wembley ticket and then the Wembley tickets ran out before they got one mm-hmm. so we phoned all them up and we got them a ticket then we went literally down the list from the top right you've been to 16 events and so we, we just treated an event home or away game we didn't really differentiate we said you've been to a home going or away game yeah. and, and we tried to actually ring people Man, it's been three, four days in the box office actually ringing people saying, look, we know you haven't got a ticket, you're a loyal fan, you've been to a lot of games this year, are you interested in having a ticket? So we, we, we really did try and rectify it. What, we, what we're mindful of is that that problem will get worse because we'll have more and more, hopefully, people coming. And we've got to find a fair way of doing it. And for me, the fair way of doing it is to have some kind of loyalty scheme, which is... So a season ticket gets you, let's just say it's 1,000 loyalty points, you know, a membership might get you 250 loyalty points. A pound in the club shop is worth, you know, a point, maybe. A pound, you know, we try and keep a pound in the club, is worth a point. I mean, one of the other benefits of that is that when you book away tickets, a lot of people don't book them through us. So you want to encourage people to book them through us, because then we've got the details, we can market to them, and then also when they want to get a ticket for a decent game, we know, because... For me, there's no difference between a season ticket holder or a fan who to buy 19 tickets, you know, I mean, it's, it's you know, or seven tickets, right? you know, if, you, if your job or something dictates it, it, you can't go, but to support the club, you come to seven home games, seven away games, you, but you spend a lot of money in the club shop, you're a member... You should have a way of getting your points up to the same as a season ticket. Yeah, Similarly, a season ticket holder spending money in the shop as well, and he can take his maybe beyond a season ticket holder may want a membership. You may be a member of Palace Player that might get you some points. So, and, and particularly people abroad, you know, it's a, they can build points. They might only want to come to that one game, but well, that's fair enough. You know, build some. lot. you can't come every week. Well, I don't they can buy think, that
0: shop online. They can buy programmes. Yeah, online I don't think just
10: because you're a season ticket holder, you happen to live in the country. That, you know, yes, you're supporting the club in that way, but there are other ways that you can support the club and get yourself into a position where you might be able to attend, you know, the odd game. So I think you're right, it will never be, there will always be people that moan. I think it's also about information. So one of the other clips, some guy tweeted me, oh, my seat's gone. Now we thought we'd made it quite clear that by a certain date, but, you know, when I looked at it, I thought, we might have missed it, actually. We never actually sent an email out. Saying this is the last day to secure your seat. Um, so there, there are always things that we're looking at and trying to be fair. We don't, you know, we don't just look at criticism and go, tough, mate, you know, you, you, you know. We look at it and go, it's probably got a point, let's try and make it, if we can do it, better. Now, because of the, the size of the thing, we're going to have to do a lot, a lot better. How has so, it mean,
9: grown exponentially from Championship to Premiership just in sort of two weeks you the amount of world you've
10: got? Oh, it's, it's just it's, it's what, how could you describe it? You know, it's like going from, it's like going from <coughs> racing to in Cleos to, <laughs> to F1. Yeah. You know, it's, you're going from, as, as I say, an organisation in a league that's, that's got very little money, where you're scrapping around, you know, we're, we're doing events to try and get, and then you get... Premier League machine and the interest and the agents and the, you know, everything is just, just enormous. You know, when you think this, they pay the rights of five billion for five, for three years for the Premier League. Every single game we be televised. It's, it's, it's massive. Well, there's it's a
1: lot of challenge in terms of staff numbers as well, because I mean, the box office is a great example of that. I'm um, just very aware that Joe wants to ask you a question as well. That's right. I'll keep ignoring it. But, um, no, um, so, like for example, Mandy's team is, uh, is a relatively small team. I know from yeah. speaking to her myself, but, you know, the challenge for her when there's a big game or anything like that is always that it's not... People kind of almost
10: imagine that they could just magic start fully trained available staff. Yeah, and we tried we try loads of things. We tried sea tickets, it, call centre and things. For Wembley we use them. But obviously they know Wembley. Yeah. Right, so because they sell tickets for Wembley. You know, all, all the problems begat themselves up. It starts from having a strange stadium and you know, being a the kind of club we are where you want to be friendly and helpful and, and reward, reward loyalty so we tend to spend a lot longer on the phone looking after people than probably you would if you were selling tickets to something at the O2 you know, well, you know that one, that one, that one make mate, mate, your mind up you know it's, it's not that you've got repeating customers haven't you? Yeah and Mandy just does an incredible job of trying to keep everybody happy um, and then also we've got the space at the stadium issue I mean, we've, as I said we've already got I mean, the programme seller's hut you know, that, that's that gone because we need to make that interview rooms, you know. Yeah. So it, there's a real pressure on all of those things. We're going to have to make the best of it all until we can get a new um, stadium and, and, and infrastructure because if we, if we have more people, there's nowhere to get obviously sitting down. You know? that, that leads me into the space in the stadium, leads me
5: into the question I was going to ask you was that throughout the, in the Arthur, you've had that huge uh, separation of, of away fans uh-huh. and, and then I'll. Just like when I look in the Premiership and you see um, Spurs at Arsenal, and then in between the Spurs fans here and in between the Arsenal fans there, there's like three thick old bill going all the way up the top. Yeah, at the moment we've got away fans, two thousand seats empty or, or, or whatever it is empty with the black netting over. Are you gonna? Are you gonna? bring it over line these stewards and police up and then allow more away fans in or take, or because the you know obviously the more tickets you sell
10: well, we well,
5: have we... to sell 10% of the tickets to away fans yeah is still be 2000 all that big gap no, still be there so presume so that's, that's
10: 2600 is it yeah more or less yeah. you know. yeah. so, so we have to sell 10% of the tickets to away fans um the problem is, if you, if you, oh, I agree with you, and we use that as an issue with the police and all that sort of stuff. But if you go to Arsenal, where that barrier is, you know, is round where the sort of corporate or the, because you know they've got an end or whatever. And often in yeah. those stadiums, they've built, they've built natural barriers. So you know, they might be in a corner, and then you've got, you, you know, you've got a 30-foot drop if you want to get over there and try and, you know, have a go. So, Often it can look quite tame. Uh, I mean, we were even talking to Wembley, and they've had fights about the size of the sterile area. That's really interesting. I mean, I went to arsenal Birmingham in the League Cup final, mm-hmm. and I was sitting here in the Arsenal section, I think I was, sort of towards halfway line, and like you said, there, was, there wasn't even a barrier. were just no. Birmingham fans. Yeah. We were just there, mm-hmm. a few barracks each other, and a steward just, you know, it was... Um, <laughs> It's a big issue, isn't it? I think at the moment we're looking at maybe taking three... Part of the problem that you've got, if you get into all the rules if you have got to get bored about it, right? you've got to get... You can only have 13 seats before you have to have an exit both sides. Right, okay. Right, so you can only have 13 seats. If you have 14, you can't then only have that way to get out. Really? Right? So that's just a law. You know, In, a, in, a, in a, that's a stadium safety rule. So... You could, if you do, I don't know what those blocks are. I think they are about 26, 27 seats, something like that. Maybe a bit less, but about 23 seats, that big block that we need. So if you only take say six seats as a sterile area, yeah. you've then got, you know, like 18 seats. You can't use, you're only to use 13 of them. So i start middle six out. Well, what we're thinking of doing is taking a row of three out in the middle and yeah. create another corridor, yeah. if you like, you know, another walkway, then we can have 18 or, or 16 seats and then a, then that gives a barrier as well, right? Yeah. So there's there's a place that police can stand between yeah, and then you know it won't look particularly ugly but pretty because it will look like the stands had a tooth out on you know, it, is and more, do you know. What yeah, I mean? but it but the thing is like at the
5: moment it's trying to trying to make up for you know the cash by selling the tickets yeah. or, to both sides to yeah.
10: add We also want to try and improve I mean, if you're an away fan, you're not going to get a particularly good experience in that area. So we're looking at what we do there with, you know, trying to put Concourse TV up and give them separate content so it's playing there. I mean, you know, bear in mind you're going to get this when you go away. These are all things that, you know, that people are looking at. Just a welcoming attitude towards away fans. Mm -hmm. And and, and we found that helps. We've been sending our stewards away. And we found that really helps, you know, rather than... Being stewarded by a fan of another club, basically, you know, might, the after reason they might do it is because they want to antagonise the, you know, away fans. And then you just need, the, you know, the fans to help us. You know, we do have the odd bits of bad behaviour. You know, there was even a thing at Wembley that we were, we we're battling about at the moment. It's it was something near me, up the top. Yeah, I don't know about that. There was a there was a thing with the the fanatics asked us to get somebody in as a photographer and. He was called passing something to him. This is what's alleged. And he got banned from Wembley. For it. So we have we got media accreditation for, you know... This is where you get... You know, you, you try and help people. Yeah. You know, and you feel like you get... They're not helping you to help them sometimes. Because I do feel, on the whole, that they get rough treatment. And I do feel that they're demonised. Yeah. But than that people all themselves you know <laughs> it's a problem so uh, we, we, we need to try and, you, you've got to understand that a lot of these newer stadia they've thought about away fans and they've built in a lot of safeguards just the the, the egress you know when, people, when fans leave that's another area we have a problem you know when fans leave and you know, you know, they're all segregated inside the stadium and then they leave and they're all in the same road all in the same way so um it, it, there's a lot of work to do thinking about it now and then thinking about what we do in the future and I mean just with that point I mean another problem we got is the regulation size of a football pitch is 105 metres by 68 metres so since the FIFA had this reg for a while and the FA the Premier League brought it in last year and they actually brought it in because they caught Stoke out not doing anything illegal at the time but they had two touch lines. Because okay. so they, 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 they suddenly worked out that in, from in the Europa League, they had to go to 68 metres wide because if you can do it, you have to do it. So in the Europa League, they were widening the pitch and then in the Premier League, they were narrowing it so the long throws could get in yeah. and they could play okay, yeah. a, a tighter game. <laughs> so, but you only have to make it 105 by 68 if you can. What we're, of course, worried about at some point they might change that to say you have to be able to five five 68. We can get 68 wide but 105 long is quite difficult because you've got to have run-off for the players and, and we're at 100 at the moment. That's what our pitch will be this year 100 metres long. Um, so you've got a 2 meter runoff for the players, you've got to have areas for the cameramen. So we've got, this, we've got to dig a massive trench around the stadium to carry all these cables. So we're trying to work out where that goes because we want to put it as far away as possible. So if, if we do something with the ground and we can get that extra five metres. Because ideally, is well, you want your plan playing and what you're going to every week, don't you? Yeah. So much to do. Is there, the um, process, right? is there going to get, a hiking? Hiking? Wait, <laughs> get Well, I think, I think I'll probably just, you know, maybe a couple of weeks in August before the season starts. I, I was going to go away quite a bit in the summer, but it's just not possible. There's just, just too much work. Masses and masses well, to do. Well, obviously, we've seen the
1: result of getting promotion and. and but I mean really I suppose going back to sort of a, a general question of, I mean it's, 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 not, it's not that long comparatively to since you came in as, you know, before you came in and saved the club um, did you ever expect at this point in time that you would be here because I know obviously you've, you, know, you, you would love you know you love the fact that this has happened and that was always an aim you know you've, not, you've been ambitious in what you've done but well, did you ever expect it? I mean, is it, has it been a bit of a did shock? If you go instead?
10: back to the first interviews I did on the first day, I always said that we, we can get promoted. You yeah. know, I wouldn't have got involved if I didn't think that we could make a difference. And I, You're not going to really make a difference in the championship. It's just too difficult. So, it, it, every day frustrates me because we're so far behind. You know, our football team has been neglected. There's not a pound being spent almost on any other area. It, it, so... And it irritates me, you know. It, it irritates me when I go to Brighton and I look at their stadium. It just, it's nice, you can't say it's not a nice stadium. They're good at the main
6: they're on a stadium,
0: I was going to say, can we ask questions about that? Can we ask questions, about that? Huh? So, can we ask questions
5: um, about that? Yes. You can ask me questions, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can ask them. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know any more than you, you know, that's what happened. Yeah. What was your you thought? What was when I, when you first found out that someone had <laughs> done, done what they done what I did? Yeah. What was your first thought?
10: My actual first. Someone thought come was, up to you. What was, was I genuinely? My first thought was because I was told. Who told you? Phil Alexander oh, yeah, said to yeah, me, me to say you know Ian's just been up here. He's raving because someone's done something awful in the <laughs> dressing room and um, really made a sort of meal of it and. I was worried that, that, you know, we'd lost our focus. You know, that... Yeah. that, 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 that um, and I, I went down, I said, to on, can I shoot down to the dressing room? And I went downstairs, and I saw Ian, and I said, what, um, you right, mate? You know, I ah, said, yes, it's fine, it's, it's fine, the bloke's so up, it's all cleaned up, it's fine. He said, it, obviously, I was angry when I found it, he said, but don't worry, it's not... You know, we're not, we haven't lost a lot of kids, it's fired them up. You know, we all particularly disgusted. You know, the boys were really disgusted by it. So, it, it, as Gus said afterwards, it didn't, you know, if anything, it, it fired them up. up. It didn't, it, didn't. It, it used it a little bit, Ian, to, you know, to get everybody... It's a team talk right there, isn't it? Yeah, and I no, think so. It's a
1: point, oh, you know, not the whole team talk. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> I don't know why, not, not what
9: happened. But... I don't know why I've got this image of... Frank Spencer riding up
10: to somebody going somebody's done a hoopsie <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean I think that, that, that game by the way um, was almost better than Wembley yeah, I'm not sure, sure that that, was, that was the fair. moment yeah. of going up but the to go to Brighton
0: and do white, in their own backyard
10: and also for Ian with all the stick that he took
8: mm.
10: over the last the time before when we played them. I just thought, what an unbelievable performance. Yeah. It was a uh, perfect performance, I thought. absorbing the first half yeah. and then going out in the second half.
7: And the emotion from them hitting the bar and having one cleared off the line, us going down the other end, Belassi mm. whipping it in and Will scoring a header.
10: Um, what's 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 practice? Practice? Who's that who scored? Yeah, I, sent you, I went to the dressing room oh, <laughs> I've never seen you hit the ball real quick. <laughs> um, I think so, yeah. And, and also because we spoke after the Ipswich game away and we just agreed that we needed to start from now. We needed to, you know, we knew we were a good team, that we just lost our way a little bit, as teams do. And we needed to start from now and build confidence. We had four games before the end of the season, if you remember then, the Leicester and, and, you know, up to And we, we, we just had to start again, you know, get back to basics, build confidence. Because by the time we play somebody in the playoffs, we don't know when you know, we need to be that capable of believing that we can win a game and so that, that was satisfying for all of us as well because that Brighton game, you know, it, we plotted away, you know, Ian obviously doing the most of it, you know, but we, we plotted away of, I don't think there's anything as a fan that can be more gratifying than actually making a difference, you know, feeling like you've made a little bit mm. of a difference. To, to get him where, where, where you get to. And, and, and so that was, we, you know, we executed it brilliantly. The first Brighton day. And, and, and Ian in the playoffs is just, just a, you know, it, suddenly you just saw, he just knew. What, I mean, I'm talking everything. He knew what he wanted to do. He knew how he wanted to do it. He, you know, he was more worried about the first game than the second game. He said, because everybody tries to win the first game and it's the wrong thing to do.
4: Steve, can I just ask you, though, about Brighton? The league game in March, in all honesty, did Ian underestimate how much the fans and maybe the majority of the players really, really were passionate about beating them up? Because we've read all these things about it's just another football match and so forth, but to the fans and to some of the players, obviously... It's more than just a football match in that respect and the rivalry is intense. And Do, do you think that, that mentally the players weren't up for it or do you just think it was a bad day at the office or, or do you think that Ian genuinely didn't really realise that there was such a, so much hanging on that game?
10: They want to win every game. You know, they want to win every game. Managers, players, they want to win every game. I mean, even... Even, you know, you go back to that, the cup run right at the beginning of that cup run when Dougie was there you know all the logic was we didn't have to squawk for that but they just they can't honestly if you told the manager I really don't want to be in this cup they just couldn't they couldn't you know they're footballers they just want to win and they certainly don't want to look bad or stupid or um, I think probably he didn't really understand the strength of the rivalry because it is a strange one not many people know about it I think it was a bit of a whirlwind time for him. A very difficult time because, I mean, bizarrely, I'm always a great believer in this, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger and out of adversity, you know, it's when you learn about yourself. And that bad run, which started really bright, did not it? Yeah, yeah. That bad run is what got us, to in the end, to where we wanted to be because at that point it was all just sort of going on around the You know, coming to a winning side, and yeah, what do I change? You know, and and, what do I do? You know, and he doesn't. doesn't, doesn't, You know, you've got to think about. Imagine if you were you're parachuting into a new job, halfway through a year into a business that's doing great. You don't know any of the people. You don't know who to trust, who not to trust. You know, you, you you don't really know the fans. You've got no real. Natural, you know, history with the club. You've never been there before. You know, you've done a way to the training ground. You know, it's it's just a maelstrom, and then you know, learning, learning, learning and about the, the, the people and, the, the, and all that stuff. And I think the game was just one of those championship games. You know, in, ch- in the championship. Goals change games. If you if you you know, we came in at half time, two 0 down, and they all said to me you should be two 0 up. You know, people forget that about the game. You know, we were we were better than them for twenty five. That was minutes. the
5: championship all over, especially with Peterborough and we did Peterborough at the very in the last minutes of the game, in the last game of the season they went down. But if you look at their record about the
10: last seven games, they spanked everyone, they have done everyone. What, and everyone, everyone, beat the everyone. I mean I, we watched those goals. You watched the first goal, you know, Johnny Power's probably a little bit narrow. But the ball gets played, I think, for it, it, It's a long ball and he just gets ahead to it. Yeah. And it tips it over Johnny and lands perfectly for Buckley. Who <coughs> then it's a worldie of a cross. Oh, yeah. So there's only one player. I think Joah then is in the penalty area. It comes off his shoulder. He misses the header. If he hits the header, Julian's there to stop it. It comes off his shoulder and, and goes in. So... It, Then it's 1-0. Then we just, just before half time, we just lost our head a little bit, didn't we? KG vows the guy and he sticks it in the top corner. I mean, that's the championship for you. You know, at that point, there's no way are we we 2-0 worse than than Brian. Then we come out and we try and chase the game Um, and it wasn't a great second half, which is the bulk of what everybody remembers, you know. Um, So in the end it, it worked out for us because we went on a bad run you know Ian learned a lot about the players he learned about himself with the club stopped standing on the ceremony right now I've got something I fix you know let me get right, sleeves rolled up and it, it, it worked out fine in the end I suppose the comments at the end it, I mean Dougie used to say this you know you can't in a football club, it, it can't be a tempestuous place, really, in the training ground. You, know, you can't be screaming and shouting at the players one minute and telling them they're great the next minute. And you know, You've got to have some kind of constancy. You know, and if we were to say to the players, oh, that's it now, you know, you've lost to and this is a disaster. You know, Ian was trying to say it's just three points. I know, it's a, you know we all feel bad, but in the end, it is just three points. It's all oh, we've actually really lost is three points away from home. Which isn't really the end of the world in the championship. You're going to lose games away from home. Yes, it's the you know he should have said, look, I know it hurts because it's especially bad and it's bright and, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. But let's think of the, look on the bright side. We, we've actually lost anything. We just got to suck suck it up for a week. Mm. Um, and it's it all a learning curve. And I'm, I'm I'm just very pleased for Ian because he's a very very nice man. Mm. You know, this is what you have to remember about Ian. He's a very, very decent human being. We're going to have trials and tribulations in the future and all that because that's the nature of the, of, of, of the beast. And and he's decent and he's hard-working and he cares about people. Um, he cares about our club. He, 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 I think now very much there's a bond starting to build between him and the fans and everything. So, you know, those things take time and that was, a, that was a bad moment for that and it could have sent it the wrong way but he had the fortitude and the strength and the desire and the courage to get there in the end.
0: how important was the uh, I guess from the team spirit that came from people like Damo Delaney and and sort of big big characters in the dressing room that actually yeah, managed to the team together
10: central. It's all about it, it, you know even you watch the teams that buy better, you know, you might argue a lot more talent, you know end up with a lot of players, sometimes there are players that think they should be playing and aren't playing you end up with an atmosphere around the place that's not not the best. So we, 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 the team spirit and of all the players, you know, everybody plays a part in that and Damien is definitely a big character in the dressing room for the group, as is, you know, Aaron Wilbraham is a very, very important player for the for, for, for the group, you know and how good is it, you know, that we had him at the end, you know? Yeah. And, and I mean, he, he did absolutely everything but score. I think in those in those two games, and he sat on the sidelines all season, not getting a game. You know, never really moaned, never complained, always gave hundred percent in training. Stuart really Keith, okay. I mean, play. I think he played for six months in the first team and he strips off 25 minutes into the first half at Wembley, 180,000 people, he plays up. he's been there all he's season. Been he's been, been getting played he gets. I've got his AOM, i you know, talk to Scotty think, his coach. He's in first in the morning, Stuart. He goes home last at night. And I think Daddy has to take credit for the char- a lot of the characters that he brought into the club because that, that is something that both Doug and Ian have, have got in common you know you can have the best players in the world if they're going to toss it off after time and they are not buy into what you're trying to do you're not going to win the game um, and Milo Paddy you know everybody it is the more you get involved in it, it is really a team game. You can see how much you've been to Caddy actually when they were up there. The yeah, and yeah. And
9: yeah. Was right there was <coughs> John terry esque actually. He's an, an two, Apple two, kit on though. Yeah, yeah. He didn't have his kit yeah, on though, but he on, had one, on, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, you can see how much you've been to him. But the, the, the thing I got going back to the was just Julian.
10: I love this club and you knew he meant it. Yeah, Julian, I mean, things for me, you know, I sat there with Julian, and Julian's agent. When we first came into the club I had a million pounds, 750 million pounds, 750 plus a player offer for Middlesbrough Free. him. Um, and he was out of contract every year left I think. And I just thought the first thing we do when we come in is so sell the three times day of the year, you know, the Judy was quite right, I said, so well I've been we playing for a long time, you know, and I love the club but where are we going? you know, what, what we what we're doing here, Steve, because it's you know and he'd lost his mojo you know, slightly and, and you know, we did a, a contract for him and promised him that we were there and we were serious and that we were And you talk about the fans, how much did that that banner
9: that the AHF put up for Julia and you know, actually restore the mojo for the same? You talk about the
10: support yeah, yeah, I it's always loved the fans. I don't I think he, he knows, you know, he wouldn't have stayed if he didn't love the club and the fans. I think in the end, though, it's, you need to, you know, it's a much more positive environment if you're winning, yeah. and 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 you feel like you've got the right group of players around you and the right manager and all that sort of stuff. So um, it, it was incredible for us, and I was. My point was, I'm just happy to play a part in doing that in fulfilling a promise to him that that, that what we were aiming for, and that's what I honestly thought we could achieve. What, what, what? Was it that promise that convinced him to sign to stay? Because obviously, what you're saying, it sounded like he was, you know, he could continue. Well, I don't try and make, I mean, I saw Dave Wheeler talking about Roberto Martins, and there's no point in making promises you can't keep. You know, I don't, say that will definitely get, you know. But I said, look, we will, it will take us some time, but we will build something that's capable of giving it a goal. Almost any team in the Championship can get in the playoffs there will never be more than ten points between just being off relegation and in the playoffs. And then once you get the playoffs, you've got to win three games. In fact, you don't even have to win three games. You have to aggregate score over two. And so it, it's it's really possible if you get the right environment. I mean, what what I'm pleased about is that we've created. And I think actually my sort of background in advertising helps because. In advertising, you know, if you want talented people, you know, you've got to give everybody kind of room to breathe. You've got to create a positive environment. I keep going on about this. You know, if you, if you want to move an organisation forward, it needs energy and. You know, you can either use that energy to move it forward, or you can dissipate it. And everything, every argument you have, and every person that you have that isn't engaged in trying to move the thing forward, is just a waste of resources because you're just spending money and time, just dissipating energy that should be, you know, moving the boat in the right direction. So we knew if we could get the right environment, and we could make everything count, so pretty much every player, you know contribute to the to the whole. Every person that we employ in the club contributes to something. If we waste anything then we won't make our resources stretch further so we won't be able to get in the playoffs when a Leicester are spending 25-30 million in one season. So, you know, in order to be better than them, we've got to try and be smart on them and try and not waste anything. Um, so I, I believed that we would be able to do that and I believed that that would give us a shot at some point. And we saw when we, before we had the cut run, we were very close to the playoffs when we, Dougie was there. And then before this season started, we, we had a chat with three other guys and, and we decided, I said to them Look, we really need to up the money because Will's we, probably going to go at the end of the year, and that was always the plan the plan was that we've got this, this academy that throws up these, these, these nuggets of gold that, that are, just give us this edge that, that we wouldn't have if we, if we were at any other club I don't believe and, and Johnny and, and, and I said look we've got two of those now and, and I be we've probably only have one of them at, at the end of the year so we need to put a bit more around them because I think this is our chance this year. I think that you know, it was a meeting before the season started and so we upped the money a little bit, we all agreed that we would put a bit more in to, to try and do it and, and it worked out.
5: Were you surprised Man United I know it's well Man United but we we'll...
8: yeah.
5: I don't understand the people that are, <coughs> No 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 that's what I'm saying, I'm not I'm not using it as a criticism or anything, but were you surprised like, like in the top three to five clubs in the entire world?
10: that they call one of our players no no because he's from the first few times that he played I've consistently said inside and outside he can be well, he's, got, he's just got attributes try and replace him thinking in mind now who would you go and get to replace him the, the physical attributes that he's got I mean he won that penalty in the 105th minute no. of, a, of no. a football match um, he's so strong he's so fit he's so clever with the ball people said to me after the Wembley game yeah I watched the kid you know it was alright Okay, watch the highlights watch every single chance that we've got Mm. it comes from a ball a pass from Will where we suck people in and then he he plays it off to Will three or four times Um, I'm not surprised I think he'll play for them, I think he'll do fantastically well for them, I think he'll be a superstar, that's what I think, and nobody will ever change my mind of that, and the only thing I worry about is, did they get him too little, because I think he can be that good. So I
4: think you said at uh, the beginning of the year something along the lines or maybe not you but the club in general said that like you wouldn't sell him for less than 20 million yeah. so, something like that yeah. and obviously he went for a little bit less than that and some add-ons I mean, whatever's, was whatever's in his clause maybe it was, maybe it was Dougie yeah but um, uh, alluding to what you have just said yeah I, th- I, I totally agree with you I think that if you were to sell him today like say right Wolf is for sale today after his performances uh, in the playoffs yeah. and in Wembley that possibly you yeah, might, well, we you might, might have, have got another 5 million or 10 million for him who knows but you, you might not have done so you know you, you took you took the gamble when you did everyone thought it was a great deal at the time I mean I think most most people think think he is good we could get, I mean, think, could, we could get 20 million we could it is possible potentially with the sell on and, and, mm. and all that stuff you do you know? have a sell on for him yeah, yeah. you do yeah we've
10: got a sell on yeah so um, I think we could you know it's a bit of a long shot getting a 20 but you know we'd have to go for you know probably something like 50, 60 but it's not it's not impossible is it? yeah. it's not impossible and the, you know the chance of things only go up don't no, they so, especially
0: with Man City
10: and the, the bigger yeah the bigger problem is the, why would you leave mainly yeah. you know that's, that's the is less likely to go so yeah. I mean there's something in there for example when you, if he signs a new contract so I said to them, we're going to have a sell-on, but what's the point of a sell-on? No leaves. we're going to leave, you are the best club in the world. I mean, And they are, you know, um, but you can't, you know, whether you like Man United or not, you know, that is probably, it's the, it's the biggest football club. OK, Real Madrid and Barcelona get these ridiculous TV deals because they hog all the TV money. But it's, it's the biggest club in the world, I think. Uh, Real would probably be in Barcelona. Would have an argument with that, but those three. Aren't Certainly,
0: brand brand wise, everyone brand knows wise the Man United brand
10: must be all amazing for him. though, to be
5: playing one in the Championship and then going to Champions League, being involved
10: in Champions League. But everything that you know, I was talking to Man United about him at the Premier. Every time that lad is asked a question, at a different level. Yeah, he's giving the answers. And yeah. for me, a true champion. In a, in a, when you put them in an occasion in a new environment you know you've got to say 90% of people it kind of overcomes them and they have to do it two or three times before they get comfortable with it champions do things you've never seen them do before in those environments something inside of them takes them to another level that even they probably don't know they're capable of and that's what we saw with Wolf at the Brighton game for me in the Brighton game he just did things I've never seen you know he, he runs inside a defender and into the ball he, he, he's never done that before in his life and, and how did Ian tell him to do that though do he wants to get come inside, the <laughs> want to come inside the winger or, or vice
9: versa at full. Ian was trying
10: to get Ian was trying to get all season was trying to get uh, this, when they talk about players learning so Ian was trying to get both of them to run inside the full backs more and get on the end, of, you know, get more goals. Even though we ended up second highest scores in the division, I think, we, we were always, you know, it's, that's because Glenn, you know, five and three in one game and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but we were a bit short of other, con- you know, contributors for goals. So when Ian says that, he didn't tell him to run inside Wayne Bridge, wait for Blassett cross it, and, and then, you know, what he said was, you've got to take more chances, you've got to gamble more, and you've got to get, when the ball's the other side, You've got to run inside the defender and try and get on the end of things.
9: I heard that when he scored, he ran straight over to it and said, I did it, boss, I did what you
5: said. <laughs> no, like that. the Wayne Bridge yeah. had Will in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> so we keep um, being reminded week in, week it. week. Sorry, Ben. Yeah, talk to us. Talking about Wilf, how much, uh, obviously, him going, how,
6: much, how hard does that make this close season for you? How much have yeah. well, yeah. you got to do it? how much do do can you well, It think, I
10: think. We're in a, we, we've got a lot of positives, but we have got two negatives in the probably our two most potent attacking. We come up without that continuity of having Wilf and Glenn. you know, Glen's as, as big a loss as that. It looks like probably we can't name him in the 25 when we start up because he definitely won't be ready. So it's going to be January before he's there. So we've, we've got big challenges because, you know, when we talk about, we can find players, but it's attitudinally you know we've got to get the, 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 the right players so we don't care where we're getting from you know, I, mean, I really don't care where we're getting from um, How, how's, how's going up going to affect the promotion of the
9: academy players do you think because obviously in the championship you're the lower league you've, you've got
10: the more. to bring them in yes I think that that's a fair point I think that's something we've got to be mindful of. The necessity is the mother of invention. That's what I always say to all these other academies. I mean, we, we, we almost deliberately strangle the money a little bit because then people have to go and find things. If you give people money, they'll spend it. Yeah. It's a fact, you know. It's a, it's a, okay. All my business life, I've never had enough... I've never had as much as everybody else, but I quite like it because it makes you think about things in a, in a different way. And I quite like giving that challenge to people because I know then they'll have to think of a solution or, or a way around it. Now, obviously, we, 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 you know, there's a little bit more money available. There is a temptation to go and get it rather than build it. But I think that there's... And I said that, there's a, there's a real infrastructure at our place that just doesn't do that. You know, there's a real... Process with Gary now as well, being involved with the 21s and, and as well as the academy. There's a real process that, that brings them through, and we'll we'll never have the you know the squads that these big clubs have got. Not certainly for the next ten years or so. So we'll always be looking. You know, so I think there's a few you know Kai Kai and, and uh, a few others um, that, that that are you knocking, really knocking on the door. and Gauge, right? and bear in mind stage. as well. Bear in mind as well. Just one really positive thing I should tell you. So, there's a couple of differences in the Premier League. So you've got a of 25-man squad. There are no emergency loans. No. So you cannot line a player unless it's window to window. So, effectively, when you do a loan, it's, it's, it's like the FIFA rules, it's a transfer. They transfer to your club for that period. So, in the Championship, you know, you all these emergency loan periods. So, even between the windows, you can go and get a player for a month or 90 days or whatever. You can't do that in the Premier League. So, but you can, anybody under 21 doesn't count when you're 25. So, if you get injuries, any time between the September window and the January window... The only thing you can do about it is play somebody from the youth team if you, need, if you need cover. And that's a rule that they've obviously brought in because they want to encourage all of the clubs to bring people through. So actually, there is a, in a weird way, there's a more of a possibility that you'll end up seeing youngsters in the squad. And even if you've got 25 and you haven't got injuries you know maybe not doing so well you can bring people in That's the only place you can go and get them from you can't get them from anywhere else you can only get them from your youth team so there is a real you know I don't think it's too much to worry about
0: where would our academy sorry to, to break in for a second where would our academy sit within the uh, sort of the premiership teams how, how far up in the in that table does our academy come
10: well last year we were in the, we we played in the cat 1 games program and there were I think there were something like 24 teams in that programme and they, was, they played each other at the beginning and then the teams that did better got into three groups of eight. I might have this wrong, but that's roughly right. And we were in the top eight. Group. Yeah. So, we're, we're, you know, under 18, we're... Our well, like category status changed now that we've we're, gone we're, up. Well, we're, we're two. We're, see, what happened was, because we, we, we applied for one, we didn't get it. They, they'd done the fixtures. So we ended up in the Cat 1 games programme. So we're back down to the Cat 2 game programme, but they're looking at changing all that anyway, making it more regional. They're going to allow the Cat 1 clubs to play the Cat 2 clubs anyway, because the Cat 1 clubs have got a problem that you've got to get six or 8,000 hours coaching with a kid. But if you can only play the Cat 1 clubs, and half of them are one of them Middlesbrough and one of them, well, you're going to be away. You're going to be two days travelling and recovery to play Middlesbrough away. So... You can't get the coaching hours because you're so they're looking at regionalising some of it, and it's all it's all a bit up in the air at the moment. But
4: Something you're in favour of um, I
10: think that the proposals I saw both of look fine. Really, I think that it, 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 we'll, we'll see how it pans out. At the moment, we've got to make a decision whether we've got to reapply for Cat One or on not. That's the big decision we've got to make. Um, oh. sorry. No, uh, James you
6: next, and then
10: Joe after. Just going to briefly make a point as
6: the benefits of the academy being the many leagues
10: is that we've traditionally learned our players to lower league teams, and uh, there's probably going to be a lot of demand for some of our academy players in. If that's a championship as well, i to time. Yeah, level. maybe, yeah, that's a good point. Um, absolutely. But I think you'll still see them coming through. Yeah. There's still a real will to bring them through, and the 25 man squad's not the biggest once you get a few injuries, and, and so we'll, we'll be, there's no doubt at all we'll be dipping into to that, and even maybe some of them get, might get named in the 25, although everyone, there's less
5: inclination to do it, why would you put them in the 25 when yeah, you can it, bring it, them in it anyway? Counts, so, yeah. you know. yeah. Yeah. Um, when you, when you uh, before first with the club, it was it was to, initially it was to save the club and going out of business and your body language and, and, and the way that you're talking to us now is that you, you once said that the club is still up for sale but you seem to be now in it for the long run. Not just because it have gone up but is that you, where do you see yourself in? You know, because we we read on Switzer and, uh, and the odd paper that the Napoli owners interested in buying us. Now we've gone up and, and we're linked with every single transfer, every single player, apart yeah. from the huge, the top, you know, top yeah. players. But uh, where, where do you see where do you see yourself in in three years? You see
10: yourself, you go, the four of you. Well, you've got to remember that, that because I've got the other three involved, that I've always had a duty of care towards their money as much as my arm. Of course. Yeah. And so I've, I've always tried to counsel them you know, that we might have to sell it because it, it really in the championship you're just going to constantly put in money. Yeah, you know? steep, steeper, he doesn't never get any money back he just gives you out. Yeah and the, you know, there's a limit to how much anybody wants to do that. Of course. I mean certainly you know, it got to the point probably for me where you know certainly when I sold the rest of the tank it relieved the pressure a bit you know so I, I was <laughs> comfortable that I could kind of keep pace yeah and you know, people have to realize it does affect the rest of your life you know you don't do other things because you're you not really justified because I'm spending so much money on this um so it, it At a point, it was very fluid. You know, I would say to the, we would look at anybody that rings that's interested in vinyl will talk to. Because I'm not going to deny the club the chance of getting to where we all want it to be a lot quicker. Now. The difference between us and somebody else is there's a lot of criteria that that buyer would have to fulfil. Would, would, you, would you vet them as not only just our owner, but would you vet them as a fan? Well, most say, meetings, most, the most meetings that yeah. Yeah. I've had with people that want to buy a football club start something like... They start to talk when I say, what do you want to buy it for? What do you want to buy it for? Do you understand how much money you're going to lose? Do you understand what's involved? Are you going to stick with it? What, what, you know?" And, yeah. and normally... Normally, they want to buy it because they think they're cleverer than everybody else and they're going to spend a bit of money and they're going to be in the Premier League in three minutes. And, I mean, they've had extraordinary meetings. You don't buy enough South American players from people that... You know, there's fantastic players in South America. Fantastic players everywhere. But, you know, unless you know the ones and the South American players particularly because they have third-party ownership there... So they don't often want to bring them to the UK. They want to bring them somewhere else in Europe that allows 3rd party ownership, get them built up, and then sell them to the UK when that's the big move and they want to get out because they have to get out at that point. So, Away days are great, but there's
1: nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18+, plus. serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
10: You know, you just talk to people that that, that are naive to what's involved and it worries you because, you know... Anyone you think, talk to you yet? Can I ask you that? Anyone? I know, probably over the last three or four years, I've probably had seven meetings with people that... Serious or just no? Ink-wise? No. I we, mean, we've got we've got a, a little process which is somebody brings up or, or emails and says that they've got a, some people that are interested in by the club. Fine, we'll actually we'll have, have a meeting with the principal. So, I, the person has got the money, that's going to buy the club. Ninety percent of the time, that gets rid of them because most of what you get is somebody who's trying to find out a price for a football club, a middleman, and then go and punt it around somewhere try and get somebody to buy it and then take a cut out of selling it. That's 90% of the people that contact you. So as soon as you say, well, you know, we want a non-disclosure agreement and we want to, we've want signed by the principal and we want to meet the principal. I mean, alright, if they're Bill Gates like they can send a representative but we want to know who they are. Because yeah. before, you know, this is a football club, it's a public enterprise if, if it gets out that we're going to sell it to somebody on um, pallet or even in conversations with, with someone like that it would be a whole maelstrom and distraction that we don't need around the club because we're all trying to sell, because we don't you know, want to sell it, but we will sell it if there's somebody that, that could do a better job than us, basically. Um, so that's where we are, and, and, and but 90% of the ones a year we don't even get content. Do you think there is?
5: From our point of view, I don't think there is. From where you've got us, from I've got one more question before you answer that. How close, how actually close, in minutes or hours were we, were Crystal Palace FC going out of business? Literally, when they, when they turned around and went, it's 5 30 and you're finished. There'll always, always be a Crystal
10: Palace Football Club. Sorry. No, I know that, but There'll always, always be a Crystal Palace Football Club. So, when we talk about going out of business, you know, the old company being liquidated. Us effectively being chucked out of the Football League, which yes. is what would have happened. That's so how our close was it? And you know? starting again. Yeah, really close. I mean, if. Was it hours, days, or. No, because we'd got to the end of the season and the league would have been really lenient about trying to find somebody else. Yeah. Um, but there wouldn't have been a lot of time because the league would have said, we've, we've got a. The, the league's biggest nightmare is somebody going out of business, business during yeah, the season. Yeah. That's their biggest know, nightmare. Yeah. What do you do with the results? Can you imagine the lawsuits and the brief? So they don't really want to start a season with anybody that isn't, you know, assured of, 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 of finishing it. So you that have you, to put guarantees in, in Yeah, so you. Yeah, so they'd have to know you've got the money. Yeah, exactly. They would transfer embargo you to stop you spending money on players so that they knew that that would get you to the end of the season. So... They would have done everything they could to try and keep this Palace Football Club alive. But it certainly wouldn't have been alive in the same way. It wouldn't have been in the same league, I'm sure. Um, and it was it was all the building really. You know, the ground was the, the key and the fans played a big part in that Genuine. It's not just blowing smoke up people's backsides. It, 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 I, I had no concept when I wrote that statement on a Sunday afternoon that... Um, that would happen mm. on the Monday. But the fact that it did was unlock the door. We were really getting nowhere up to that point. But by making it an issue, a public issue, then it, 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 it solved it. Talk about Lloyds. Brilliant.
4: Yeah. The Lloyds Yeah, thing, yeah. yeah. Um, mm. I'm not going
1: to let you ask a second question. No, go on. Um, <laughs> there's two sort of main topics of conversation that uh, the listeners sort of want to hear. Um, one is a stadium and the other is sort of transfer slash squad building for next Uh, season if we start with a stadium um, now obviously with with the Premier League money we potentially start to realise some ambitions we had at the stadium
10: Uh, what's next what what are you thinking well what I was doing was was writing a a piece um, about you know a kind of request for proposal from architects basically um, that sits sort of half finished on my computer at the moment, purely because we just I'm just so busy trying to do everything else. Um, I think we've got to get ship shape for this season, it, but it don't, it's always in the back of my mind. In the where are we? You know, so we're, we're going to get new offices. And one of the things we want to do is want to make the place look a bit better, so that when we're in the Premier League, going out all over the world, it doesn't look like we're on our backside. So, um, we're trying to organise all that at the moment and make the place look better without spending too much money on the current infrastructure, although you've got to spend some. Um, and also try and create corporately some, some properties, to my IP, that we can transfer to a new stadium. So, we're going to create a new club within the main stand that will have access to director's box tickets and you know there'll be some fairly interesting things um, so but it's much more closer to being possible just because of the money that, 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 that's, that's there so That's what
5: he did say wasn't he? it was the, to going up was the key to, to be able to, to, to revamp the stadium
10: Well look I mean this we're looking for um, somebody to create this loyalty scheme at the moment we're looking for probably a commercial Director to um, help us with the advertising and sponsorship possibilities that there are, um, and, and a couple of other things. So you know, there's all sorts of help that we can afford that we need now because we've got to manage something that's a lot bigger that um, we wouldn't have been able to afford before. Um, I, I still actually want to write the brief for the statement, just because I've spent three years thinking about it. And I've got in my head all of the things that I think will, are really important and that will help make it work. Um, but it's, it, I'm probably going to have to wait to the end of the summer to. I still do bits, you know, when I'm on trains and things like that. Mm. Um, but I'll probably wait to the end of the summer before I finish it because I, I think we've just got to get what we've got in a decent enough you know, shape. And all the, a lot of the things we're doing now will, will help us, you know, get there.
0: How important is uh, non match day revenue? Now, now that we're in premiership like actually having things like I don't know concerts in the stadium or you know something to actually keep that money going for but, well, Saturday yeah, Saturday. You, don't, you
10: don't want to lose any revenue do you but I mean, we'll do things like we're, we're trying to get the. I don't know if anyone's been in the main block but the Stanley Stevenson you can't get to it from the reception no. so we're trying to get the staircase up to that because then that means that we can use that for all that Hilton Events that we have with okay. us, we can, we can actually do them in the stadium mm-hmm. that gives us a much bigger room to sell on match day. Um, if you look at commercial revenue, that our peer group so we're kind of looking at the Norwich, West Ham's, Fulham's um, as our peer group, and, and, and to answer your point, it's very important because. If you imagine, everybody gets a TV day. So let's assume everybody spent it wisely. It doesn't really give me an advantage, does it? So the, 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 it's the incremental income that you generate, how many season ticket holders you get, How many, what revenue you get from them, what commercial income you get, and all that kind of stuff that makes a difference. Now, the aim for us is probably to be, in the Premier League, would probably be fee to get somewhere near a Norwich who do a really good job in the Premier League and non-match day income and the they, obviously on the food side of things and all that. Um, they do concerts. We won't be able to do concerts like they do concerts, simply because there's just too much competition. Um, you know, you've got... I'll have a sun splash. I yeah. yeah. Do you remember you do that? You know that so but you would never be able to, you know, the health and so you would never no, ever really. be able to I'm do that on. now. No. Um, Maxie, we were going to do a concert with Maxi but we couldn't there just, there just wasn't enough time no. um, we'd organise something at Crystal Palace Park yeah we'll the, the, the thing is look, there's only two ways to we're make true. money out of gigs t-shirts Inch- no no you, <laughs> you, you, either, you either you either rent the venue out and you just take the money from the venue well yeah. nobody's ever really come and asked us to rent it out because why would they there's so many stadiums around it's not like Norwich where there's no other stadium that you could yeah. have a gig like that in that area nobody's ever really asked us to rent it out which means then you, you've got to promote it so you've got to take the risk you've got to pay the artists you've got to take all the risk on whether it's successful um, and there's it, just with the 0 two only up the road and stuff like that it's you know we, we thought sat around Max he was a fan and obviously Max would donate his like he did when he, he did the Brixton Academy event yeah. you know he donated his time for nothing and I think we talked to like, Happy Mondays we are going to do a, a bit and but it, it just was quite short notice, and then if we didn't get, you know, you, you, it's, it's probably a couple of hundred grand, 150 grand, to put the right stuff on the pitch to protect it, and the staging, and the sound, and all that sort of stuff. So if you don't get enough people, so um, I think Maxi did the thing at the Brixton Academy for us for free. That raised, I think, sort of 20, 25 grand for the Academy. You know, we did the beer festival, that's sort of 20 grand. We're doing up all the rest of the executive boxes this year, so the box sales are going really well. Obviously, we get a lot more for them. Um, I think we'll get a lot more non match day because we get a lot more people coming through and they'll see the facilities that are there. The sponsorships, you know, so can we do anything around the stadium to give people some sponsorship and stuff like that? Um, There's lots of stuff that we've got to do, and it's all very, very important because that's what takes you to the next level. Man United have got twenty six people working in London doing sponsorships. Because now people just build a planter on it. Yeah, buy it. yeah, but no they're doing it all over the world because people want to buy an association with Man United. Yeah, you know, just yeah. put a partner of Man United on their chocolate bar in Indonesia. Hey, have you have you not noticed all of a sudden
5: now you're Premier League, now we're Premier League that people want to talk to? You. have you got people coming out other than the norm that was Yeah. Yeah, of course, of course, we have to, because so it's, the, it's the brand, isn't it? Now the yeah, premium it's League,
10: it it goes out all over the world, doesn't yeah. it? So you know, we'll get hopefully we're we'll, we'll doing a deal for the electronic holdings, you know, the right. So yeah. we'll, we'll hopefully get those in, and the whole dimension of it changes how much advertising you get in the ground and all that sort of stuff. It's it's really very very exciting. It's about trying to exploit it with the facility we've got at the moment, and then. Afterwards, try and build something better. On, on that facility, I mean, there's all sorts of talk about how long the main stands got uh, left. yeah, that's that's us so a, a, read really about that. It's just completely yeah. yeah, there's it's no like the main stands. Farming, it's not great, but it's, there's no safety specific. I mean, somebody must literally have heard so, or made that up one day. That's been going on for three four yeah. years. Yeah, I've, I've heard I'm that about the safety this here. season. So. <laughs> I've never, you know. God knows I was crest, that's another one. Yeah, that's <laughs> <cool>. yeah,
8: <okay>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What's the most outlandish rumour you've heard?
10: Um, They're probably, I don't know, I'd, I, I'd have to. There's so many, you over the last three years. But, um, How
5: do you cope when the criticism, I know, when it turns really personal? When they started, people started saying things about you personally. I, I mean, honestly, it makes you not want to do it. No. no. Why am I
10: doing it? Because well, no, no better for me. So you're already feeling as bad as they feel because... Yeah, because you're a fan. Because isn't you're well, a, a fan fun. and and you and, and, and feel worse because you, take, you feel like it's your fault as well already. Yeah. You don't need somebody, you know what I mean? I don't need you telling me. I already know that, I, yeah. you know. So the, the more troubling bit for me is just... What is out there in society that you know? That's probably more than uh, I, you know. You just don't realise that there are people that 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 think in that way. And it's not like I'm super sensitive to it, you know. But there's Banter and there's abuse, you yeah. know, and there's, there's there's because you replied there was there were certain things that you said that
5: went back at certain people, and then you got criticised by other people. Okay, why is the chairman of the football club getting I, involved in a thing? So that, you can never win. I found can you? That's that's the that the
10: thing. most bizarre thing in the world. Yeah. That, that that oh you should just ignore them. Well, why should I ignore them? That's what you wouldn't ignore somebody who walked up to your face and said exactly, well, mate, you're a whatever. wouldn't yeah, Ignore exactly. that. Would you? No. Why should no. I ignore it? No. You know, the concept that you can do something on Twitter. That you wouldn't be able to do in a shop or a hospital, or uh, it's just bizarre to me. I, I just don't understand it. Now, I think, you know, probably you have to learn to live with it because you, you're going to you're going to get a lot of that. It's also really troubling when it's your own. You know, you can kind of you get worse abuse from your own than you get from, you know, Brighton fans. Or you, you, you're like, well, I, can I understand a Brighton fan giving it to me, but what would, you, know, yeah. you know, I haven't had the misfortune to, to actually bring
1: somebody. I like myself, I had an encounter on a train, just it was after the Brighton game, I went all the way back up to Croydon with my mates on a minibus. Had to go to the pub, the pub was shut, so I had to go all the way back again on the train and I just I pumped into another guy who sort does some media stuff. He does the end of the season, DVDs, uh-huh. and stuff like that. Me and him were just having a quite a loud conversation I was quite drunk. <laughs> Um, we're on the train and this guy overheard he said, Oh, you talking palace? So we said, Yeah, yeah, we're going to oh, I'll go to oh, I'll join And he just came along and he just sat there and he goes, Holloway needs to go right now. I am like, like, Are you serious? We've just beaten Brighton just in the playoff final. So he goes, Yeah, yeah, he's a joke. And he's all those things that you've seen on Twitter from slagging off managers, slagging yourself off. And I tried me and this guy
10: we tried to reason with him. we're like, the but there's no reason. Right. I like mine, if that's your opinion. I don't agree with you, but that's fine, you're perfectly entitled to voice your you. What I mind is I always gotta go now and you 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 women, you know, that that for me is well just just abuse. You know, that's not a point. No. Nah. That, that, that's just if you did that. You know, that's why they've got signs up in hospitals that say we will not tolerate yeah, exactly. abuse of our staff or a train station. <laughs> yeah. People like you, mate. You know well, and, we do say that. Apparently,
5: well, if there are signs at the bottom of the homes, yeah. now, there used to be signs that say if you, you know,
10: people. Well, what you are, about about we we, we actually talked about. We had long, long chats with the police about targeting people that are wrongdoers and not tiring everybody with the same brush. Yeah. And, and 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 they said, oh, it's you know we've drawn a line in the abuse thing. And I said, look, if that's we agree. I agree with you. Let's put signs up. You know, let's remind people that that we won't tolerate that, and we want it to be very fact-based. You know, so I think next season there'll be some of the stewards will be mic'd up. So you'll get an, a steward that's not. You know, if you abuse that steward, then a steward will come over mm-hmm. that. And if you if you if you give it to him, I'll have the evidence to say. Don't say you didn't do it. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's not acceptable. I don't care where you are. You cannot. Do that because it, 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 people don't realise it's. It's you'd always rather get You know, you'd always rather take a punch than that, that kind of sinister. You know, over. That, 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 so I think that I want people to come to at a great time. I argue all day long about people being boisterous, you know, in favour of it and, and having fun and having that camaraderie that you get and the humour that you get on the terraces. And, so it's not about not swearing or not, you know, it's not about that, you know, it, it's funny and, you know, comedians do it. Nobody's improved. It's about that viciousness and, and, and that sinister undertone of, of, of violence. And, and the other thing for me with the, with the, the, the Twitter thing is who are you? Who are you? You're so brave, you can't even tell me your name. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I just find that, I find it pathetic. I almost thought you were going to do what that boxer did and find out where they were. Do
5: you know the boxer who actually <laughs> yeah, went? Yeah, that's what that's that's and he went He's down. He's probably a he... bit better equipped, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah
10: but... But, but. But you do, you know, <laughs> Some of <laughs> them are, you know, what, what? some of them are sort of 15, 16 year old kids, aren't no, they, as no, well? No. You, yeah. It, it, it's, it's troubling. But I suppose it's a mirror to society, you know, there, there, are, there are people like that out there. Some of them, you know, some of them have had kind of, you know, there's one on there where I said, you know, I sit, he's moaning about the show, I, I will, if you talk to me properly, I'll help you. If you talk to me like that, I'm not going to help you. Why am I going to help you? If I talk to you like that, would you help me? You know, and there are a few that you kind of got round. you know, and now they, they actually do, they say contentious things, they don't agree with what I I think, but they don't me when they, when they do it and, and you're getting a bit of banter about it you know and it's yeah. actually kind of like to think see isn't that better like, yeah. we can still be friends you can, yeah. don't disagree with me but no. we, we just can voice our opinions in a humorous way knowing that actually we all want the same thing it's you know? the same goal at
11: the end of the day
0: do you think it's, it's been difficult being as in touch with the fans as, as the four of you are and actually always talking to the fans on the forums on twitter etc do you sometimes feel like, actually, maybe I shouldn't do that, maybe I should pull away and, you know, act like some of the, the other the other chairmen around are? So, you know, basically... All me, no, fans. because uh,
10: for me, I think that it's a, it's a, in any business now, if you've got that access to your you know, fan base, in our case, customers in the case of a business, they're both on their phone. If you've got that access to them, why would, why, would you, why would you deny that? It's a big interaction, isn't it? Because there's a few, few, there's a the few, yeah. few idiots. You know, why would you stop doing anything for a few idiots when so much of it is positive? I think what's really important is that you get a broad view. And, and Stephen and I have spoken about this with regards to the BBS. You know, the BBS is a certain group of people that get together because they like certain things, and, you know, the Holmesdale is a certain group of people. I mean, I spend a lot of time there. I don't post that much, but creatures You I, I, no. know, I go there more, and, and I do post the odd thing on there. Do you, you read... Oh, Steve yeah. Paris much better than BBS. <laughs> do do, do, so, do, so, so do you they, go through all no, They're different. They're,
9: they're, they're actually
10: different. Yeah. I mean, I do, I do personally find on the Homesdale that that, that generally it's it's a bit more considered the stuff that people post but then the BBS is probably funnier sometimes you know there's there's a lot of real there's stuff on the BBS that just makes you cry with laughter sometimes because people are so witty you know and funny but also Twitter is probably a broader church you know um, and I think that you need to look at all those things and, and fans outside the stadium that maybe aren't that teched up and, you know, all sorts of people and, and, and just understand what people want. We get great ideas and we get great feedback and, you know, you feel what the fans think and a lot of fans are very knowledgeable about football and, you know, and, and all those kind of things and we, and we get people that help us at the club and fantastic people we've been through that like John Rose, you know, Jamie Starbuck who writes all the lines like South London Proud and, you know, we've got some amazing people that work for us that we could never, ever afford to, to pay because they're, you know, at the top of their profession um, and, and just doing, you know, amazing things for, for, in their own lives. But they give their time free to the club to, to come up with fantastic, like, our kits. I mean, me and Rosie, at the beginning of the season, because we designed that kit, basically, I mean, like Malarkey does... when I mean, we nick the designs off for fans... But then we, you the <laughs> know, it's our, it's our. We pick the one that we Work like, better. and yeah. you know, we, we embellish it a little bit. And if you did just have interest, that's If you did nick that idea, would
5: you ever credit someone? We have done.
10: I think we've are seen you, are, our, are our, are our, done. Oh, you have know. BBS it's, it's, yeah. you know, it's his. Yeah. You know, it's his, it's one of his designs that we looked in. Yeah. I mean. Doof, who's Dan, did the badge with me, basically. Yeah. So, absolutely, and, and, and we credited him at the Player of the Year, do, and all that. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, all of those things come out from. Rosie said to me at the beginning of the season, we said, we'll get protein in this kit. And we were determined, there was a big thing, oh, we should plan the new kit in the final, and we should have the new badge. And I'm like, no, and I'm not superstitious, I just think that... The end of the era. It's all getting ahead <laughs> of yourself, you know. Yeah. Let's, let's, that kit has got us... I mean, I was thinking of just practical things, right? We get the new kit. The players are comfortable in that kit. You know, when you play anything, you know, you know we, they, they've got the shirt they know that fits them, the size they want, the sh- you know, they feel comfortable in it. And we sent it away to get it all reconditioned because they were getting a bit tatty. We had no shirts left of the, of the last one. We got the final thing and all that. Underneath it. But we, 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 you know, all those kind of things are all, all come from the forums. So how can you, you know, from Twitter and all that stuff. So how can you take... That way, because it's such a positive thing. Just because it's you when, they, the, when they shop, swap shirts
5: at the end of the. Did they swap? No, what are you going to do when they start? Do you have to, you have, to have, like, five lots of kit next year, six lots of kit? Do they swap so, at the end of every Premier League game? I don't know, some, don't know. some, some of them do them. If, want if you've like got root, and he's playing his last game, we'll Man United, right. and you're playing, and you yeah. want his shirt, don't you? Yeah, that's yeah. right. We were going
9: to play the narrow weight kit. Did we make too much money on the weighted sales? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was in Barnsley. That
10: was, was quite strange, did That player insisted on wearing five different tops. Well, we have got an all yellow kit next year, and it's weird, even before the Barnsley game, we had thought of this because the new kits next year will clash both the home and away will clash with some teams yeah. alright because you know that if, you, if you've got a, like I think Sunderland you probably won't be able to play you know or, or they're just thinking if, a dark any team in dark blue probably clash with both kits so we've got an all yellow kit and we're just toying whether it goes on sale or not we don't want it to be like we're ripping fans off by having three kits yeah. but we don't want to play in a kit that fans want and they can't get it. you know so I, I, don't, I don't know what the final decision was on that. I thought we might make a few of them, but um, no, all of that's coming out for the forums. So play so. skins, we've nowhere to it Paint skins, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Paint a number. There's <laughs> um, some
1: people who really shouldn't go skins <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. myself. Um, I want to talk about transfers as well. Um, obviously, it's, it's a different set of challenges. You've talked before about. Potentially having different ideas from, from the championship to the Premiership in terms of transfer budgets, which is obvious. But um, obviously, work couldn't really start properly on that until you knew which division you were playing in. So, firstly, is it a bit of a rush now to try and sort things out? Clearly, you're going to have agents, although we're trying to try and get their players in. But um, what's what's the plan going ahead? You know, how many players do we need? You know,
10: you know what? yeah, I think we need a few to to to, to drop the lads out. Um... What we're doing at the moment is Ian's been away for a week, just get a break and pick on the phone most days. Um, and we he's basically working out where we are with what we've got. So what you know, he'll be in the twenty-five and then what, what do we want? Um, a very brutal game of football, you know. Yeah. So we've got to decide what we've got, what we need. And then there's a meeting with me and Ian and the Chief Scout and a um, couple of other people that we've got the help us foreign players on Wednesday. And we'll have a hit list. And then it's just a matter of negotiating and, and everybody thinks we've got a load of money, so the price doubles, doesn't it? And, um, and then, so we, we just spent the last couple of weeks really just getting a list. All the agents will say these are the players that they think might be available um, this this is the kind of money that you might be looking at if, if a club is is thinking about selling them. And you just compile a massive list, really. Um, and he is really easy to work on that way. You know, he's like me. You know, he wants to make decisions, informed decisions, from as much knowledge as possible. Yeah. So at the moment, it's about collating knowledge. You've obviously got the homegrown thing, which is a you know that's a, another issue. So you've got to. Have, 17, 18 homegrown players in the in the 25. Um, so in so fact, Mila is not homegrown player as an example because he hasn't been here three years. Um, so there are lots of challenges around how we manipulate and manoeuvre to get what we want. Um, we, you know, we know we know we've got strength, and if if, if nothing else, we need some goal scorers and, 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 and a replacement for Will. So uh, it, and then we've got a couple of. Contract situation. So I think we've just done Gabs because he was out of contract. Premier um, League experience. He did great. You know, once he got himself fit and up to speed, I think the last three games he was he was rock solid. I mean, the other thing, obviously, when, I mean, you know, we need to see the goal in the playoff. You know, we need to see the goal in any of the three games. So, um, so there's plenty to do on the on the playing front. But we're not going to panic and we're not going to start. You know. Being idiots and paying stupid money for people to play. Can we it we we look at the forums, you know, and add, you know all the transfer ideas on there. You know, you see if there's anything left field or anything. You know, there's no, there's no. Uh, ideas can come from anywhere I can't stuff like.
1: that's sort of um, in the news now I mean obviously we're, we're all used as you are to transfer windows and being linked to people since we're now Premier League this just got mental in terms of who we're being linked um, has anything moved to that sort of level you talk about the a list are there anything where you've gone for players that aren't currently contracted to Palace
10: we've rang some chairmen and said would you be interested in selling that player out for the because you can't make anything unless you know you can't decide whether you want a car can you unless you know how much it is mm-hmm. so we've made some inquiries. but it doesn't really mean that we're going ho about a, a particular player we're just trying to find out information so that we can put options in front of him and, and he can make decisions so, uh, so we're, and then everybody will link you with the player because agents will always you know we will be linked Palace with a certain type of player now all summer because they'll, it's a way of I'm not interested in the players yeah. I mean, put, put it this way we're, I've never rung a newspaper and said to a newspaper or to a news outlet we're, oh by the way just so you know see, you, you, you're a bit slow this week with news you, we're interested in this list of players yeah. so anything that you see in the paper hasn't come from us, therefore it could or couldn't be true you take your you, take, you, you know Sometimes stuff in the paper is so true, you like how do they know that? No, I was just gonna say you know that. The and where do they get that
5: from, yeah.
10: There was one instance with Dougie, I can't remember the play. But he was at the training ground and we'd done a deal with him and he said, But nobody Steve was no. I said, Well you No know, me do I mean I'm you know and I'm genuinely like brave on these things. I said he said Nicely, no, no one started, don't look. It. It's fine, but I'll have a bet with you if you don't get to the end of the train ground road before it's somewhere. I'll have that bet with you. And he said he said, Alright, you know, not there's no one here. And he hadn't even left and it was on Sky Sports. <laughs> <laughs> Which player was it? So who, who was it? I can't remember who it was. Glenn Murray, his contract. Glenn Murray sat down with Christine and Ian and Phil and they finished the last bits of his contract and there's still some stuff to do in administration. And he went home and it was on Sky News, he signed a new contract, he know well, you know and Everybody you talked to, nobody said anything. You know, well, right, I told why I told She just I don't know. Uh, we cut we've cut down on a lot when I first got there, I mean there was a Darren Ambrose situation where every single last detail of what we'd offered him was in the paper. And we, we, I'm just letting everybody know, i no, if I ever find anybody that's, that's done that, it won't be the club anymore. And that, and that cut down a lot of it. But they still do find stuff out, there. and then 75% of it's not true. And, but even I fought for it. You know, I'll, I'll bring in and go, it's a to some gold in Portugal called Pinco Cinco or something. <laughs> you know, and and, it, and it'll, 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 it'll say, no. No, no, I've never heard of him, that's what talking about. But that would be an agent who's just decided that basically that's a way to drum up interest in the Premier League in his, in his
0: I mean, we Remember, obviously, with, with Glenn Murray when he came, then there was sort of rumours for, for a long time about whether he was coming to us or not and um, I think it was dismissed at the time by Dougie as, as it was uh, an agent trying to get him to, to increase the price of his contract at uh, 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 Brighton. I mean, is there any, really any kind of situations where you want to just correct people, but you can't? You have to keep... Yeah, all the the I mean, Often as well,
10: you know, you don't want it to get out do you mm. because you think that you've got, you're just about to sign a player and, a, and a lot of people don't maybe even know he's available and then it gets out, that's why they do it because they want to get a last or the other chairman might do it, maybe if they're, if they're selling somebody So you literally can be about to sign and then
5: someone or phone his agent and gazump you before he's put and then there's nothing you can do The
10: best story, and this I, I think this was in the paper and I checked it with Steve Bruce was, we were interested in DJ Campbell and um, in the January window So we really were, right Yeah, so brilliant. we were interested okay. in it. And then, but Hull really wanted him so he went up there and on deadline deadlock day he was sitting with Steve Bruce the agent and the team and they'd done a deal and then the agent and said oh me and DJ just got to go and have a sandwich and we're going to have a chat and we'll come back and we'll, we'll finish off <laughs> and he never came back <laughs> 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 you don't not know, what it happens to do Steve Bruce are you? <laughs> he never came back and the agent had a call from, from Blackburn that they paid more money and <laughs> Or, 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 or
0: it was a really good sandwich. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Spectacular D- David Nugent's still in our car park.
10: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so it, it's there are some scenarios like that. But...
0: I mean, was that what happened with George Boyd?
10: Because I mean, I obviously Boyd all, was all what the
0: rumours were that he was there.
10: No, George Boyd was what came out was was he? Forrest had offered X. I remember he only had six months left. So it was mm. the last moment they could get any money for him. So first of it offered X, they said they wanted Y, we offered Y. They said, fine, we accept that bid. They went public with it. We agreed really to deal with Palace because obviously they So weren't. you had
5: a gentleman's agreement?
10: Football, uh, you know. I mean, if you're going to get wound up about these things, you never do it. No, know, that's right. like no, that's so, right. Has anyone taken to uh, Specsavers yet, though? Like, George, oh, George Royce. George Boy's, yeah. And then... And then they maxed our bid I think for us. Then they offered the player X. We said the player we we said we'd match it, having I mean, offered the player less, to be fair. We said we'd match it. George felt that they shown more willing because they'd started there. Maybe he promised them, that. And then and then he obviously said it'd go there and then they, they the medical Went wrong and then Ian rang George and said George you know no hard feelings you know you'll get sit after the, night, the forest thing fell through the window closed no hard feelings but you know I've got to take the person you didn't want to come to us you'll get somewhere and that's when Darren they've got the and we were chasing their player but he only he, only, he, just, he rang him just to wish he would fill up as well. how do you feel about Agent Darren? <laughs> <laughs> listen that's that, that look, that, they been more, they have a difficult like, slot on that show. And then what they do is they try and draw interest yeah. and his his way of doing it is a shock jock, isn't he? But what the, he did about the penalty thing, I mean I know there's
5: loads of ironies about about him and the penalties and everything mm-hmm. else, but But from when he said that will he get one? No. Well, even, a even, when that, even when they were completely blatant when Wilf was hacked or Janet yeah, was hacked or whatever yeah. we, we, it stopped and it oh, was, was um, I yeah, no, talking yeah. about. I'm and talking about when down. he set that, comp- that campaign and then, and then everyone got on his back and went you actually can't do that but you know what you're trying to do now is influence yeah. people what, he media. He was,
4: yeah, because he was going to say I, I will out every referee yeah. Palace That's penalty, on the Palace on a Monday
10: morning <laughs> and I, mean, and the side, I mean how can he get away with doing something like that I think he's got to realise though that, that your you're engaged because you're a Palace man, I don't think there's many referees that know was that. Yeah, and, you know, nice. you know I mean? They're not, I really don't think that that makes a difference. I think we went on a run where the referees gave us everything. You know, And there were one or two that were... You, you could make a case that, 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 that weren't... That not not that they weren't penalties, but you'd yeah. normally so, get them or whatever. So, oh, oh, f- listen... You, I know as Palace getting out of the championship we're going to have it stacked against us we're going to have it stacked against you you know that's the simple as that and it's well, easy to small get it. clubs yeah, it's also easy to get that mentality don't forget he's saying things about other clubs as well you know he's, they're, all, they're, they're all saying things about other clubs everybody's got their own little persecution complex you know that they think that, that they think, um, that they think it, it influences people against them or referees or, or, or whatever um, I think that the referees will try The biggest problem with the refs in the Championship is fitness. I think that's the biggest problem with the refs. I think that's the biggest difference between the refs in the Championship and the refs in the Premier League is just fitness. It's just keeping up with the game. And, if, you, know, if you, it, you know, it's hard, a lot of running, isn't it, to be a ref? You know, yeah. when you look at someone and you think, you know, when you're tired... It affects your decision-making, doesn't it? You know, I don't know if you play squash or sport or whatever, your coordination, your decision-making and your perception of things changes. So I think that's the biggest problem. I don't think it's Adrian Durham denying us. So when you said about the referee, do you ever think there'll be two refs? Like rugby
5: has a, an official in, this, you know, in a stand with a camera and everything else and makes decisions with the referee. Do you ever think well, that, that I football think, is I heading mean, that way? Because we've got goal-line technology yeah. now and they said we'd never have that. a shame we've got that. Do you not think I we can we have a ref doing in doing any charge? What?
9: Because it's is. part of football, is what, it? What, to get it wrong? The injustice. If you're not <laughs> and, thinking and, the, and the fact that you might be on one side of the other. So, the way actually be have go a radio show okay, on no, the Monday. Frank
10: Lampard's goal, and I'm far more embarrassed than Benga on this who said that, you know, in that Germany game, yeah. oh, we were crap, we were this. That would be too old, right? Yeah. You're telling me that goals changed games. Yeah. Goals massively changed games. That ball was that far over the line in a World Cup, you know, what we could have gone on to achieve. Yeah. For me... and I'll counter that with Jeff, Jeff
9: Thursday against Germany in the 66 mm-hmm. World Cup, where we I went on to four two. Well, people would say, you know, that might have made a difference in that game. Yeah, not been given
5: be sixty done.
9: years on. Aren't we? <laughs> <done>. <laughs> it's it's an, 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 an easy thing, thing. to say, isn't it? When it's not your either your emotional
1: or financial investment involved in it. It's an easy thing to say. It's just. Part but of it. it has
5: happened I to us
10: three. You know. Well, we had. To I don't trots, think you're yeah, going pretty, pretty serious, Bristol I think people are bright enough to know that sometimes you look at fouls from sixteen angles and we can't yeah, decide whether got a foul or not. The interesting, really interesting, again at the Premier League, there was a presentation from the head referee there and, and, the, and the things that they're doing to try and improve the level of referee you know, the effort that, that, that's going into it and, and getting the linesmen to help more and trying to look at the stuff that they know that maybe they're not getting as well, just the holding and the, the, you know those kind of things there's a real effort we've got to use technology you want to see the team that's played the best and and scored the goals on the pitch win that's what we want and if there's technology that we can sensibly use without interfering with the game that can help us do that then you know I think I think that's the issue with a lot of people is how much
9: it's going to go on from now now it's kind of the the goal line technology is kind of breaking the barrier isn't it
10: I don't think it I, think, well, I think that, you know, the Lions have been very good at spotting offsides. I think most of the offsides in the Premier League they have measured it pretty much yeah. correct. Um, I don't think they want anything that, that ruins the flow of the game where they've got away because it's not like rugby where there are natural pauses anyway. I, I, I think it will be. Sensible, I really do. I, I, I don't get the impression that this is the end of the wedge and we're going you know, to have robot referees and banks of oh, I think the the same things like the strange things for me this season, no. you
0: get
6: a say on it now, though, because a lot of these
10: decisions are only voted by the chairman of the class just... Oh, yeah, w- whether you have things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah a a, 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 absolutely, yeah, I think, and, and, and there's a lot of good sense around you know, the table. The FA are responsible for those rules, by the way, that's not. I mean, don't, don't make I think on that one it would be, it would be the, the Premier League, the, the rules of the game still
5: decided yeah, yeah. by the FA. So just go back to the stadium. Um, obviously, it's, it's, you, can't do any, you can't do anything massive starting this season, this pre-season. But when do you think that, that, that you know, the work is going to start? Because it obviously needs work and some major reconstruction. But when do you think it, it, well, it's going to start going ahead?
10: I would, I two, three so years. I like. I think so, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think there's some barriers to doing it that we've got to overcome. Right. Um, you know, we've got to go with Sainsbury's and all Are that Are you sort of going to build stuff. a model like Ron did and leave like, downstairs for 10 years, <laughs> 20 <laughs> years? <laughs> I
5: hope not. No. I
10: hope not, but you know me well enough now. I don't make promises, hopefully, unless I know I can no. keep them. All I can promise you is that we, we're going to do our best. You know, so what can you do, though
4: in the short time between now and the start of the season not not on the pitch but off the pitch from the pan, fans' perspective to improve the facilities I mean is it just too too short a time to be able to do much no, to change things well you get the thing about the food <coughs> the, the drink it. the
5: service what the, the, the just left at the player's entrance i looked like up it. and there's that piece of wood that's completely rotten and it's hanging. it was hanging down, it was hanging down. I honestly was going to contact you through a goat no. Get Ilmans to get some wood there and I'll put it up and everything. You know, I was just a little bit, you're going to go around it cosmetically. You know, as as you. Uh, where the brick wall is, where all the bricks, where people have bought all the bricks, as you look at it, yeah. to the right inside, and then you've got the players' entrance to the right of that. Yeah. There's a bit of the stadium there, the woods, you've got the metal that comes down, the red and, or the blue, and then there's some bits of wood, it's all, all rotten, you're going to go around and do. Cause that, cause I if mean, you,
10: I don't, honestly. If someone did that, there'd be loads at, of people in like and I look at it, yeah. and I don't know where to start. I oh, know, but
5: right. would you start work parties and stuff like that for people that are. That are, that are, that are not someone that goes yeah I'll do DIY and they'll make it look Mickey Mouse. people that have got little, little companies and that would come in you know if you need tiling I'm not tiling so I don't you do tiling and stuff you know the same as other you know loads of people got little companies would you no no no
10: I wouldn't charge for it by the way I'm making it 50 square metres that I think we will try and aesthetically improve the look of the stadium but without wasting money on something that we're going to tear down I mean, when I look at that stadium, I mean, so, I think that, I hate that, I mean, when I would play community five sides in there, but we could find somewhere else better for kids to do it, can't it be safe, you know, with all that, so I hate the fence in the car park. I hate it, It it's just an eyesore, I was trying to explain to a stadium, everything's an eyesore, where we store the goals, the offices, everything, so... Look, get rid of the port cabins. The port cabins hopefully will go. They're going to be new port cabins, but you know they make much better port cabins now that look more like permanent. Obviously, barbed wire above every fence. Maybe we should get a security guard there at night. We're thinking: do we clad the main stand? So we've got some proposals in just to clad that corrugated iron. and yeah. You know, put nice signage. You know, we're doing all new signage around the stadium. We might put all new seats in the main stand on the basis that we could reuse those seats for a new stadium. Um, so we're going to try and replace the wooden ones over in the, in the Arthur yeah I mean there's a lot of them oh, and that's a oh, lot oh, of money do wooden not, not many so Arthur <laughs> <is> it? yeah.
5: <laughs> so it's
10: a lot of money to replace them I mean look there are problems like the Arthur we went over there last week Stephen obviously sat in there for years I used to stand in there Yeah. one of the things that Stephen made me understand that I didn't know when we all used to stand in the front there were a couple of tea places at the side and that was it the concourse was never built to look after all the people at front because you couldn't get there no. the concourse was only built to take the seated people that look after them at the back so it just ain't It just. it's just not big enough for all those people to, to get into so the only thing you could do in the after to really give people about service is take loads of seats out at the back and that would cost us so much money in, in income so we, we've got to balance what what we can do now with wasting money with you know, we've also got to focus on trying to stay in there because the longer we stay in there the more we're going to be able to do better yeah. so um, my aim would be in two or three years' time if we're tearing down the main stand and, and rebuilding that maybe you know the end the Sainsbury's are out then the boxes would go because they would go in the main stand there was done. talk about
5: Sonsky's being redeveloped as, as such to incorporate a new stand at that end.
10: Yeah, I, I think they would help us if we can get them a bit more space yeah. and make their store look nicer. No, I think there's a lot of work to do on yeah. it. I need to get the close season out of the way yeah. so we've got a team that we think can got a good chance of staying up and then consolidate the
6: premiership first and then exactly.
10: we can go from there. we're gonna set aside money to do it so that if we go down we've still got some money left yeah. to do it and, and obviously this is about trying to get you know bring new supporters back to the club, get some affluent supporters and some of the Corporate areas and, and just try and build those properties up so that when we start building, we've got people to go into it. Yeah.
1: I'm very aware of the time this, yeah, it's flown by, and I'm not keeping too much longer, Steve. Plus, we're also recording this for people, and they've got to sit there and listen to you. Yeah. So it goes on right now. You can so cut it. It.
10: No, can't you, Well, we could, potentially. You can Cut pull. out some of my you know, because I was going to say I'll, I'll give you a pound for every one of them. <laughs> <laughs> we're desperately trying to not say it, but I can <laughs> hear what i
1: We were talking about, it's one of the whole radio drinking games, just have a drink every time someone says, you know, but we've decided
4: not to do that today. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've got energy <laughs> glasses. That's, that's because that's We have so well. been playing it yeah. out subconsciously. Um, yeah. so,
1: but what we want to do, we make sure that everyone's had a chance to ask something. Obviously, Gerald's been quite a vote. Nick has, Steve has, Mark's had a few. Alex hasn't said an awful lot. Ben's not had an awful lot to say. Jane has not had an awful lot to say. How. So, you could say no, but if you've got any questions to Steve. Let's have them before we finish.
5: Shall quick fire Yeah, I'll try and answer <laughs> faster. Um, Alex, anything?
7: Yeah, obviously you don't have to answer because it's transfer-wise, but there was a big thing about Ross McCormack. Was that actually true, that yeah. he was close to joining and yeah.
10: then... Was it true that Walnut pulled the plug at the last minute or was it... It was a bit harsh. He was trying to get um, another player from another club that I shouldn't probably mention. it wouldn't be fair. So he was trying to get another player from another club and if he got that player, then he was going to let Ross out. And then that player didn't happen, he couldn't couldn't get that player, so he didn't let Ross out. So there was nothing sinister about it. I had two or three conversations with him he thinks a lot of Palace it, 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 if all, all other things being equal he certainly wouldn't stand in the way of anything that, that, that helped Palace but he was manager of Leeds and mm-hmm. yeah, you know his number one priority is Leeds he's not going to gift us things you know he needed somebody to replace Ross And but we'd gone quite a long way down the road and we knew their price and you know we, we, we were happy to meet it. so it could happen.
7: Quite interesting because Murray might not have been as effective this season if we
10: had brought Ross in. Might not have played thing, this match. Know, that's, that's that is yeah. that's exactly right. You know, what doesn't you know, sometimes these things you think they're the end of the world and, and, and they turn out to be yeah. not the end of the world. So We uh, saying the same earlier before you came about Moses, you know, or oh, was me, Moses is, Moses is gone to we went we can, we the, we sorry, I thought we'd gone to a, a religious theme for a minute. Moses arrived. Actually, Moses going brought Zaha in maybe a bit sooner than perhaps he
9: would
10: have done. Yeah, look, but you could also say that our good will be been with Moses and Zaha. Oh, you oh, could yeah. also say had Glenn got injured earlier in the season. If we'd got Ross, we would have had him. So yeah. I don't think. Can't second guess this stuff yeah. players, you, you ta- We the we would have taken lots of good play we, we weren't you know, we were very fortunate in the season with only, you know, we, Jermaine never really fired, did he, you know, goals-wise. So we were you know, we really had two strikers, you know, so we were fortunate to get out of the division with two strikers yeah. when you think less about nine. You know? yeah. so, um, we, we would have taken lots of very good play. Um, ben.
6: Yeah,
10: if that's about uh, amido valor 'cause that's a an agent value around is is that agent talk, or is that is uh that interesting road it? so that <laughs> from the start. But that doesn't mean I mean this Ian doesn't bring me every time he you know they think of a player yeah. because we got a phone. I'll have a look Wednesday but there's there's honestly there's a list a, it must have a thousand names yeah, do you, you have a few players and Ian has a few players and you'll come together and you talk about it. Uh, yeah I mean it's, but they're only players that have been recommended by somebody or on a very rare occasion they might be players that you that you always that would make it in, 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 in the Premier League but largely it's a uh, a couple of other people we use and, and uh, in, you know got, got player ideas and, and you know just knocking around and seeing decision at the end of the day, who, who wants to take, so uh, every, all, the rest of us are just facilitating that and trying to get as many names on the list as possible. Do you have Yeah, uh, the club kind of traditionally said that it doesn't do well with
6: big signs, and I think also said that we would not necessarily have a marquee sign in this season, but do you think that it's likely that our transfer will probably be smashed this year, okay. just with the nature of the new division?
10: Yeah, yeah two and a half million isn't it yes, yeah, I, would yeah, think so. yeah. I, I would think so without being I mean I don't want to set yeah, targets but I, I would think yeah. that we probably but we, we might not, not you know I mean but we, I don't think fans like transfer fees yeah. don't they like, mm, but sometimes you get people that are out of contract, and you just pay them slightly more and it's not a big transfer fee you're spending the money people yeah. wait on players yeah. as well are can't you know being the you know the biggest transfer yeah and also look at what we achieve you know I don't know we were nothing. nothing
1: uh, it just it over 2 million paying. wasn't it?
4: Two and a half million. wasn't mm. for the whole team. Yeah. <laughs> on, the <laughs> way, on, Wembley day, uh, on the day <laughs> <laughs> on Wednesday, yeah. on Wednesday. Yeah, it's 3 million. probably paid. And that much more. Though, no, though. I think they were a bit less 7 low though didn't they in that game?
10: I I when I came in, did I? You know why I like owners that, that have done well I think like Hugh at the Swansea and you know we, the world's changing you know our point of view about what we bring into the club and whether it's the right di- you know deal for us or the chairman doing mean, anybody who thinks a chairman you know and I, I, I think we made some very expensive mistakes in the past and it's everybody's job in the club to try and avoid mistakes. You know, that's what that's what kills you if you've got mistakes sitting on the touchline you know, for your club they don't mean they're bad players, but so we've got to try and do that and we've all got to work together and just think it through. And there's so much information available now about players. It's not like the old days, you know, you can go on to soccer base and Wikipedia and you can find all the stats about a player and Go on to opposing fans forums and get their opinions. And, and, you know, there's so much information out there that you can use to to diligence a player. That, that you know, we, we, there's a small group of us that are all part of that. But in the end, Ian's got the players that he thinks can mould the side. And Ian's very, you know, Ian's got a mental picture of how he wants to play in in any given situation, and that's that's what we're tr- we're trying to fulfil that picture and give him the, the bits of the jigsaw that he needs to play the way
0: breaking. all so obviously, Some of the, the recent transfer news or, or rumours has been about obviously Ian raiding Blackpool in terms of Tom Ince, uh, Matt Phillips and Ludovic Silvestri Is there any truth to that?
10: they yeah, players that, that, that are good players um, Certainly on the thousand-player list, you know they would they would, they would make it. If, 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 <laughs> I think I've made the thousand. They
8: would. i If
10: they're available, so you know we'd have to make inquiries as to whether they're available. But, but Tomix is a is, you know and what was the other one you mentioned? Uh, so it's it Phillips, yeah, Phillips yeah. And, and, and they're all good players. You know they're all very good players. So uh, and their players are Ian nose. And, and I'm sure when we meet Wednesday, they will have a point of view on, on whether we should whether we should make an offer for any of those players. But right now, we're we just we just got a long, long list, and, and we're trying to get information about who's available, and that's where we are. Okay. Uh, one team that you could take three points off next season, are you a team no, I really don't care. Honestly, as long as we, we get enough that you know we can we can stay up. I, I, I really we haven't really got rivals in there particularly, I don't want to start those kind of money. you know, I mean, I think, I think, obviously, you want to equip yourself well, that's, that's really important, I mean, I don't, you know, you, 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 you worry more about, you know, going away at certain places and just making sure that we give a good account of so, ourselves, but I think we will, you know, I think we're a mentally strong team and I think we will do that, so, just excited, really, excited, the fact that Man United Tottenham and the world's team can come into so that's just, we, we're going there, you know, it'll be fantastic. It's just tie into that. I mean obviously next season is gonna be a fantastic season just to say that for what's going on. But um, just from a personal point of view, do you have like one thing you can think about today? I'm
7: giving to that game that most comparing their most is next? The biggest
10: highlight to come see the, the season has. Well, the biggest highlight would be if we're still in the division at the end of it. So honestly, that's all I care about. I didn't I didn't come into this to meet players, to you know go to other people's boardrooms or you know, I'm not that I don't enjoy it, you know, I, I'm not in, in that way, I'm not like maybe the previous owner, you know, I enjoy it. I meet some fantastic people in those places and you know it's great that side of it you know that opportunity that affords you to meet people that you probably would never get the chance to meet and properly you know have a proper chat to them and they may have done well for themselves find out what they did and how they did it or great sporting stars that are you know in other people's ballrooms and that kind of stuff so I'm not not saying I won't talk but I don't care you know all I care about is that we we do well in that division and we stay there. I'm not there to be overruled by and I think that's very important for us as a club and a group of fans. You know, that we don't go, Oh, why aren't we lucky to be here? You know, we feel like we're out of place and we've well, we earned our place to be there. <laughs> we've earned our place to be there and you know that's noticeable round the table when you meet with the Premier League. Everybody's in the league, they've all got a share, they've all got a say. You know, you have got You know, Man United shout people down, and they have got a bigger say because they know the league is is about everybody in it. You know, so um, we've got to start feeling like we belong there. And you know, I was looking at the the attendances. Of, of clubs and the turnovers of clubs, you know, we, we we won't be. We'll be a long way away from the smallest club that's been in there over the last five or six years. You know, we'll we we'll be in turnover terms. We'll be all right in attendance terms. We'll be all right in general support terms. We'll be more than all right. So we've got to stop feeling like we're a little club and we don't deserve to be there. We've all got to feel like so. I'm, you know, not being. In, but I'm not excited because I'm going to get go to Emirates. You know, I mean, it will be a slightly better prawn sandwich than the one I get if I go the <laughs> It's not, it's not, you know, I, I, I just want to win. I want to win and I want the team, our football club, to be where I believe it should be by the time I'm not here anymore. And, and that's all I care about this season. That's all, really, any of us should care about. And we, should, and we certainly shouldn't think, oh, great, we're going to... Oh, that amazing! We're lucky that we, they're letting us in. You know, I mean, because that, that will resonate throughout the whole football club. You know, to the players, to everybody who about that. We've got to feel like we've got a right to be there. Okay. Well, I think that's a fantastic message to end on. Um, again, can't thank you enough, Steve, for joining us. Pleasure. Uh, yeah, thoroughly really it. Always great. So I always enjoy coming yeah. into this. Brilliant fun so, to talk We love talking
1: about that. Do yeah. I think in the ever. We're privileged to have Johnny Williams with us. Hi, Johnny. Hi, oh, guys. Right, um, thank you so much for join, joining us. Can't really thank you enough, mate. Um, not too long after our playoff triumph, and we'll certainly be talking about that in a little while. But we're just going to uh, ask you a few little questions just to get to know you a little bit better. Uh, And so our our listeners have sent in a ton of questions as well. And in between all the girls sending in marriage proposals and things (laughs) like that, we've got some actual questions. Um, Actually, just out of interest, do you get much fan mail from from females? Because we've got a lot of it for you.
3: (laughs) No, not really, actually, you know. Well,
1: there you go. There you go, our female listeners. Johnny doesn't get enough fan mail, he's saying, so you can send it straight (laughs) to him at the club. Um, (laughs) Anyway, mate, um, just... Uh, just take us back. What what age did you start sort of playing football, and, and then at which point did you think that somebody could make a career out of?
3: Oh uh, well, I started playing when I was around. I'm not sure the exact age. Of t- it was about uh, the age of six, uh, just playing around in the football with my brothers in the garden, really. Um, usually in goal. To be fair, as the youngest <laughs> brother, I was put in goal most of the time. But um, I then joined a club when I was seven. Um, in my local area called Roselands um and then moved to Tunbridge Angels uh, mm-hmm. shortly after and um then got spotted by um Crystal Palace when I was eight um they they sponsored the league I was training at the time um the Tandridge league i think it 's called um, mm-hmm. um and they sponsored that um and then I got scouted when I was eight years old um yeah.
1: Fantastic. I mean, it's, obviously, it's a very early age to to join a club. What was it sort of like when you sort of found out Palace were were interested in you? How did you feel?
3: Oh, delighted. Um, I never really expected it, but it's it a long way off. At the time when you're eight, you're eight years old, it's a it's a long way off to think that the first team's are, mm. um, so far away. Um, but no, I was delighted, um, and I've never looked back since. Every year, I've signed a new a new one year contract, and then until. I got my scholarship and then just progressed from there. Really, um, so it's been a great journey. and Hopefully, that will just carry on.
1: Mm. You talked uh, a little bit in the local press uh, about yourself recently. I think obviously you get a bit more attention now, especially with the with, you know the big playoff game coming up, and you you know you're in the press quite a lot there. And now you're a Premier League player, you're going to get even more attention. But you, you mentioned a certain something that I'm going to let Ben ask you about.
6: Yeah, you, you revealed that you used to follow Chelsea as a kid and we've had a, a question in from a listener called Daniel Stone. He wants to know if that's still the case, if you if you still do follow Chelsea. Uh,
3: yeah, a, 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 to an extent. Um, you know, I was passionate in the years I did when I was a kid. Um, <laughs> I haven't gone to watch a game in years. Um, I've been more Palace game, so I'm not a Palace fan now. But, yeah. um, you know, uh, yeah, I think play at Stamford Bridge Um It was the first team I supported as a kid and until I started playing for Palace and I started to get to the age of about 10, 11, I ended up going to Selhurst Park so many more times. So, yeah, it's it's great to be supporting supporting a team when you're you're young and have that um, dream maybe come true next season. It'd be great.
1: Yeah. Uh, It's quite noticeable that um, a lot, well, football is just a little bit different, isn't it, when you're supporting a team? It's not like... Sort of us lot where we we sort of stuck with the same team and we just follow them through thick and thin and all that. For a football, you've really got to have an affinity for the club that you're playing with, so you can't really hold on to that. Is that is that a fair comment? So, <laughs> so <Sorry, laughs> I'm rambling really, but I'm just saying like footballers in general, they sort of have a, a team like <laughs> that they that they kind of support as a kid and they kind of. I'm thinking really of Robbie Keane who was a boyhood Aston Villa fan, a boyhood West Ham fan, a boyhood Tottenham yeah. fan, a boyhood Liverpool fan. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying footballers generally don't have, you know, they have an affinity for the club that they play for, really.
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, well, I've had that with Palace. It's, it's pretty much been my life, to be fair, since the age of eight. Um, even when I'm going to school, I'm going straight to training after and on Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays. Yeah. Um, with my parents, and it's, it's just been—it's um, just been my life, really. And the amount of training kits I've had over the years are just stored under my bed. It's just—it's crazy, <laughs> it really. <is. laughs>
11: um, Joe,
5: John, as a young Chelsea supporter, who were your favourite players, and who's your favourite all-time player?
3: Um, I'd have to say, uh, I think Zola. When I was a when I was a kid, so it's pretty special, especially to play against Watford. Um, as he's a manager but I like watching you know, the way he moved and the, the similar kind of midfield position and he was a great player to watch um, so yeah probably say so Zola when I was a kid um, but more modern it's got to be someone like Iniesta Silva that's what I aspire to be like you know the dribblers of the ball the passes the vision it's, it's, it's top draw to watch and um, yeah I, I love watching them kind of players nowadays mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, obviously, uh, Ian Holloway compares you to David Silver, which has got to be a nice thing to hear. But um, obviously, your nickname's your nickname's Johnny Esther. We first heard that off of uh, Dan Bringle, who I think came on our very first show or something like that, maybe a couple of shows in, and, and just, just told us that you were the next guy to watch out for and called you Johnny Esther. And that's kind of...
3: Has that always been your nickname? <laughs> um, well, um, I'm not actually sure where it first came from. I remember Dan calling it when I was uh, younger in the youth team and... Uh, younger ages, but I'm not not sure. Exactly. Do you have a nickname? I'd to know, actually, where it came from.
1: <laughs> I think it was Dad. He seems to claim credit for it
5: anyway. All
3: oh, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you yeah, have no, a nickname, John? I'll you in contact
5: with him. him? Do, you, do you have a nickname? Do the players have a nickname for you?
3: Um, no, not really. They joke they about with the Johnny to shout, uh, it's, it's great, you know. If, mm. Some of the lads call me for. Yeah, so, jokes and it's, it's, it's good fun you know it's, it's special but um, I used to be called when I was uh, in the academy I had a coach called Colin you know what's at Frillen. he used to call me Willow that didn't really stick
8: <laughs> Willow. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: okay. Willow yeah and a re- some of the refs seem to call me Willow as well so yeah. not sure where they get that from <laughs>
1: I don't know, I'm just trying to... I hope it wasn't... I don't know if you've seen the film, Willow, but it, if you haven't, look it up, and then you'll probably be massively offended. But, um, oh, really? <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, no. I think it's... I haven't yeah. actually heard.
1: <laughs> you know Warwick Davis from, uh, like, uh, he's still like the, the uh, midget from... Um... Ah! <laughs> I've forgotten the name of it now, the Ricky Gervais thing. Life's too short. Anyway, look oh, it up. Look up Willow. That's, that's good amazing. news. Yeah, sorry, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you mentioned obviously uh, Zola being your one of your heroes and things like that, and obviously Iniesta as well. But uh, when you sort of first started out in youth football at uh, Palace, did you know was that that sort of floating behind the front role? I don't know. Did that actually exist, or, or what position did you actually play? Uh, yeah, I played in many
3: positions um, throughout the academy. So. Learned different positions and different roles, you know, um, to an extent the basics uh, of each position, even centre-back when I was a kid. I know a lot of people <laughs> probably wouldn't believe that, but um, I haven't really wow. played so much since then. So I was, yeah. <laughs> no, I've, I've played, yeah, I've played uh, right-back, um, centre-back, right-back, centre-mid, right-mid, left-mid um, throughout the ages, but it wasn't until... Um, I think the under-13s where Ben Garner, who's now involved in the first-team set-up, um, mm. played me in central midfield and made me captain for the season, and that gave me real confidence. Um, but I was able to play in that position, and I haven't really looked back since, and since then I've enjoyed playing in midfield. So, yeah. Concern. Yeah, I mean, obviously,
1: you, you do. You sort of get picked in the uh, one of the wide three positions at times, don't you? And or just in behind the striker, you know, whether it's Murray or Wilburham or whatever. But it, is it sort of directly in central mid that you feel most comfortable?
3: Uh, yeah, well, I've played I've played a um, attacking, central, and defensive. Um, yeah, I I enjoy playing central, but I'm happy if I'm on the pitch. You know, yes. to be playing professional football on the pitch it's just nice. Yeah, put me anyway. <laughs> I'm happy. But um you know, yeah, I have enjoyed playing on the left and the right. It's it's good to learn them positions as well. But uh, ideally when I'm older I'll hopefully be more of a central player. But I, I like the formation with uh maybe one holding and two in front. That's what I played when I was when I was an under thirteen player and i really like playing there. So um okay. yeah, I like playing.
6: Okay, brilliant. Um and then moving on. Kind of into your further into your Palace career, you made your debut uh, in the Cup in our two win, so two nil win against Crawley. Do you have any specific memories of that game uh, about that Crawley match?
3: Uh, yeah, well, um, I remember going up against uh, Torres, not the Fernando, but the <laughs> yeah. other one. Uh, Sergio. was yeah. quite special actually because they, uh, they had a really good run in the Cup the season before, so obviously I knew faces, and it was nice, um, and it was a good, it was a pretty good game, and, and then. Um, I remember setting up Wolf's goal and, yeah, I spent it. <laughs> <laughs> it, sort of, yeah. it
1: was a bit of a blur, was it?
3: <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I just remember cutting inside and passing to Wilf and in the net and yeah. and the other goal.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think Jail's up next.
5: Yeah, you scored your only goal so far with a deflected effort as Palace not wigging out of the, uh, <laughs> out of the League Cup on the way to the semi-finals. <laughs> It might have been deflected, but
11: it, 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 it's, it's irrelevant. But how did that moment feel? I, yeah. No, it
3: wasn't
11: deflected, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I'm, I'm that, sorry, anyway. That's what I've. That's what I've got typed in my in
1: my question. Yeah, <laughs> I, I might have written deflected. I think it might have been deflected by the ground. Shall we say that? <laughs> <laughs> how how
5: no, did that's... it feel to score? How did it feel to score that goal against Wigan? Oh
3: yeah, and. Um... A moment, another forgetting. I just wish, wish I'd had a few more this season, but it wasn't to be. So, you know, it's yeah, probably the best or one of the best feelings I've had since having that palace shirt um, since I was a kid. Um, There's something I'd like to improve in my game to score a few more goals and hopefully, um that will come next year. Um, I've started recently. I've started to get a few more positions to score, um, which is encouraging. But just haven't hit it back in there, so hopefully I can work on that and. Yeah, I've uh, I've
1: noticed actually you're having a few more shots of late, and you've been very unlucky. But I mean, particularly in the memory, is the Brighton one, which you know, it, which it just looked in. But, you know, as soon as you, yeah. hit it, you just we were already behind the goal, celebrating and falling over each other, and then yeah, just sort of seemed to drift wide. But um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, strange moment. But obviously that ended up well. At, well, that went well in the end anyway. So um, but yeah, so that's very yeah. much a goal. Is it is something that you've um, you're working specifically on at the training ground.
3: Well, yeah. Um, after training, I would, I'd i stay out and do a few shots uh, with the likes of Dobby and Phillips. They top finishers of the ball, and not really they, they like to stay behind afterwards and do a bit more. And that's something I'd like to work on, so I'd, I'd join them with that. And I think the only way of improving that is getting confidence and taking it on. So that's what we've been doing the last few games of the season. I've been trying to seem to get around the edge of the box, not knowing how far out I am, and I'll, I'll pass it off or. Um, Like Barcelona did they just pass and pass and pass maybe (laughs) that's something I'd I'd like to work on maybe just getting that shot off Um, and then if it gets deflection it might go in you never know and that's what the players (laughs) take take, take the shot on you've got the ability to do it and hopefully I can next season brilliant OK, um, and your full league
6: debut was in the game away to Brighton. Uh, I think, obviously, everyone's going to remember that. It was a, our first visit to the Amex. And that day will kind of live long in the memories of, of everyone, obviously you as well, because it was your full league debut. How did you find the intensity of that game, given you know you had a, a real lack of experience and you were kind
3: of thrown into that? Oh, yeah, amazing. I didn't, I didn't get told until um, a couple of hours before kick-off. Oh, my
8: um,
3: gosh. It was about 4, 4.30, and I remember telling my parents... Um, uh, I I might, I might get on the bench, you know, I might, maybe, we'll see, and then I ended up 10-0, you know, a, bit, a bit nervous, a bit, a bit scared, but, um, but um, you know, it was a great feeling, and it was nice because I had no idea I was playing, so I didn't have uh, long to think about it uh, or worry about it. I just went out there and played, and thankfully I've put in a good performance, and we scored three goals in the last ten minutes. It was, it was an incredible night.
1: Yeah, incredible. Certainly was. I've never hurt myself so much celebrating in my life. It was. just
3: yeah. just
1: special, special, yeah. special game. But um, no, I, yeah. I'm interested to see that as obviously, I guess it was obviously a, a tactic from from Dougie at the time, just to make sure you didn't have your mind on it, just to tell you, it, you know, tell you quite late. So that's interesting to hear that. Um, sorry, Gel, I'm talking over your question. Off you go, mate.
5: That's all right, mate. At a key time in your career, you suffered a broken leg on the on under twenty one duty then he had slipped in and said, "England." Um, <laughs> you came back quickly and suffered a lot of a lot of little injuries. Uh, you know, a lot of niggly injuries. Um, they seem yeah. to have passed. I mean, how, how tough was that for you? You know, it's because uh, it was it was frustrating for us knowing that you you'd got you know you'd come through playing really well and then it all started sort of going wrong. Yeah.
3: Um, well, you know, it's very frustrating to get um, that injury just before the Man United game as well. So I missed out on that and the, semi-finals so yeah it was tough it was tough to take but um the support i had from the fans and Avenue and the welsh uh fa and everyone at the club basically my friend it is first class you know and that really helped with my recovery um coming back but then the the muscle injuries i think they were just unfortunate to be fair i think they were to do with the broken leg but um you know i think i think i'm more or less over them now i'm hoping and I've gone a few months without without anything. I think I missed one game due to a knock on my knee. Um, and apart from that, it's been first class, and it's just been, it's just been, it's been going back to how I was before that injury. Just knowing I can go and play without any worries and fears, and just go and enjoy it. And I've done that, and I've enjoyed it even more by getting promoted to the Premier League. And, <laughs> it's brilliant.
1: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Now, I say, it was, as say, as quite right pointed out, it's you know it's frustrating for us in the stands because I can remember when you come back, your first game back from that broken leg, all the talk sort of in the stands was you know uh, you know is he going to go in for a challenge? And I think you were about the pitch for about two minutes and put in some you know <laughs> quite a, quite a heavy tackle. You know, made us all pretty happy to see that. But um, yeah, obviously it must play on your mind. But um, I think Ian Holloway said when when he came in that he was just that he said he gave you like two weeks away from it and just sort of said you know, get yourself right and it seems to have paid off, which is great. Um,
3: yeah, yeah, giving that time off. Um, I think it was really important, actually. Um, I just wanted to play football, but he kind of put the leads in me and kept me back a bit. <laughs> I shouldn't <laughs> go running around, but yeah, it um, yeah, <laughs> kind of, yeah, it's important and that really helps, I think. Yeah.
1: Well, at least you—I mean—you've also got that out of the way, haven't you? You know, the sort of every footballer has to go through it. I suppose you know some are quite lucky and don't get anything serious, but but at least you know you know what it's like now. So it's kind of all part of the all part of the experience, I guess. Um, if I could take you sort of into the the present now, um, obviously it's been uh, it's been an amazing amazing season for Palace. It's something that that we didn't even dream of, you know, you know. And I mean that. I mean I never dreamt that we get get promoted. I just thought. I didn't think I didn't think everything would go down, but I just didn't think this would happen. Um, but obviously, you've had lots and lots of memorable moments this season. And uh, listener Anna, who is also on Twitter as Just Impossible, uh, says, um, "Excluding the playoffs, what has been your most memorable match of the season?" Oh,
3: it's uh, hard one actually. <laughs> it is. No, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I think um, it's got to be. Uh... Last game of the season, maybe.
8: Yeah,
3: what That's, the paper? Know, one? It's, uh, it's recent. I'm not going too far <laughs> back, but um, <laughs> no, I think the, everyone had riding on it. Uh, we'd drawn a few. We had we we hadn't won in ten games or something. Yeah. Um, it all come down to last day of the season. I think uh, playing in that game was special, and coming from two-one down to win three-two. I think that was vital in our run to get promoted. I think that wouldn't be helped to take yeah. a weight off our shoulders and give us that confidence to go and push on and somehow get three clean sheets with our awesome defence and get promoted. So I think, yeah, I think that's the most, yeah, for me, uh, yeah,
1: I, important one. I think both, both Ian Holloway and I think Peter Ramage will be spokesman as well, sort of felt that that was a big turning point for you. So, um, yeah, I can completely understand that. Um, ben, you're up next.
6: Yeah, we just spoken about the last game of the season, but at the start of the season and you know the first few months, the club looked very, very different. There was a different manager, different players. As a player, are you aware of the big significant changes, or has the attitude of the players always kind of stayed the same throughout the whole season?
3: Yeah, I think yeah, the attitude um, I think it stayed from word go. Um, everyone stayed together throughout. When we were losing, when we winning, I think that's really helped with the promotion push, and I think that's vital. But, um, no, it's, yeah, the managers are different, but the, the players have stayed more or less the same. Um, yeah, not, not a lot has changed, to be honest. Um, but, well, this, well yeah.
5: this, this sort of leads into the next question, John. It how, how personally affected by the, by the departure of Dougie Friedman um, and, and many of the staff, how, how were you affected personally personally? Um, you seem to be enjoying life under Holloway, and he, he certainly talks highly of you. Is, is there a, a major, or a big difference between him and Dougie? Um, so about, about yeah, three questions in one, then. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, um, I wasn't. Um, yeah, well, it was. It was very sad to see him go. To be honest, for the opportunities he came. I'll never forget that. It's so fast. I never thought I'd get my. Were you, third were you surprised? Before. Were you actually surprised yeah, that I, he yeah, left? Yeah, I was surprised. Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised, um, but then when you think about it, you're, you're not surprised because it's football and these things happen. So, yeah. in a that's, way, I, I was surprised. As much and as as much as
5: what Steve Parrish said to us, it's football yeah. and it does happen. Yeah, exactly. But are, are you? Uh, I mean, like you, you seem to be enjoying, you know, enjoying playing under Holloway, and he he really, you know, it just talks you up all the time. Um, but what what's, what are the differences between himself and and Dougie?
3: Uh well yeah I don't know there's uh there's similarities and differences of both um one's one's very new to the football world and one's, one's been around and done it but um yeah they're, they're similar in the way they're very very tactical um like spot on a lot professional everything's professional and it's, yeah, it's, it's quite similar but the differences as well you know a lot of ways crazy but you know <laughs> <It's a good laughs> crazy in a good way top, 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 man, top managers and i love what under both of them very knowledgeable as well it's been great to experience that
1: fantastic um i've given myself an annoying question now because it's from a listener but they have got one of those names that doesn't really it's not really a word so it's i'm going to spell it it's C I C. L I C E D. That's like Kick Lice to Six lot. Anyway, that's their name, right? Um they've yep. said, um it's obviously it seems like uh, everyone at the club uh, gets up really, really well. Um but who are your best mates at the club? Who do you spend most time with?
3: Uh yeah, there's a few. Um Alex Alex Winter and Carl DeSilva. Um I've I've grown up with them in the same team, same age. Um, so them two and Judge Richards, uh, Joe Ward, they're all close friends of mine, um, and Wilf, and, you know, yeah, yeah them kind of boys, and then, I, I don't think I don't get on with anyone, to be fair, but they're, they're, the, they're, they're, they're like my closer friends, indeed, yeah. um, But everyone's been, so friendly, it's quality.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's, it's been really, really noticeable, especially, you know, you can see that there are, there are people who are close, you've obviously got uh, Ram, Ram, uh, Ramage and uh, Delaney seem sort of like you know really really close. And um, but like yeah, for the first time I can remember in a long while, you don't it doesn't seem to be any kind of divisions between anyone. Like the the older guys, yeah. yeah, they're there for advice. But you know you can see it in the celebrations at the end of the game. You're all having a, a laugh with each other. Um, <laughs> I'm about to. I've got another one. I've
3: got another one. Gabs, is like my older brother. And
6: he... oh, yeah. Just mentioning.
1: Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say yeah. So, well, talking talking of the the Welsh experience, um, Ben, you've got a question on that.
6: Yeah, you made your senior debut for for Wales this season. Um, in both games that you played, the, the focus kind of all on social media on Twitter was was on how well you did. So, how was that experience? How different is it going from Palace to
3: Wales? And, and do you enjoy doing that? Yeah, um, I can't really believe it. Looking back on what what's happened this season, I, think I made my debut, um, and I, it was something I never thought. Would happen, especially this quick. Um, but to play, to come on at Scotland in that kind of game um, was fantastic, and to come on for bail was even better. So, and then <laughs> to come back and win was even better. It was just, it was just one of them nights that everything went went well. And um, to get the experience, to get Modric and Cerna, Mandzukic, some kind of players against Croatia, I think that will only help me next year with confidence-wise and playing against the big players. and Knowing
1: that I'll be able to compete at least. It was it was very yeah it was re- re- really quite funny having like obviously you know when you're a Palace fan you're always telling fans of Premiership clubs about well, we're a Premiership club now just just remembered but anyway you're always telling the fans fans of other clubs oh you know we've got this lad coming through and that lad coming through and it's really good to be able to for everyone just to go oh that's the Johnny Williams you were talking about because yeah literally Twitter was just full. People talking about you, and um, obviously the focus had, had been on, on Gareth Bale. He's obviously an amazing player. What's what's he like in training? Oh,
3: yeah. Apart from Wales, I've never seen anything like it. And the, the ability he's got, um, the way he hits the ball, and the way he seems to just dribble past players like they're not they're not there at times is frightening. And how quick he can run with the ball. Um, and he's played more centrally uh, recently, but this season. I and mean, I think it's, it's tactical genius, to be fair. How can you mark him? I'm not sure. He'll
1: just go and drift. But yeah. Just give him a free roll and you can't mark him, you know? And, it's like the last, I few games, last few games of the season, seem to he just seems to have done that, cut it, almost cut in from the right, smash it in with the left. He's done it so many times, but no one can stop it. It's frightening to see. But you, I noticed you, you mentioned apart from Wilf, is, is Wilf heading towards that kind of level?
3: Uh, I think so, uh, it's, it's a big comment, but yeah, I've, I haven't seen anything like it, um, to be honest, the way he, the step-overs and the drag-backs and the, all of that, it's just lovely to see and great to play with, um, and then the yeah, end product will just come with experience and games, I guess, and yeah. that will just get better and better, and he could uh, it's, it's frightening to think what he could, what he could be if, if that comes and week in, week out, and that'll be, yeah.
1: Uh, he says, yeah, he's, yeah, that end product's been coming all the time, sort of. You know almost saw by the end of the playoffs, he's just putting so much quality into the, into the box, and you're just thinking, yeah, typical that Man United get him now, but there we go. Um, yeah. Sorry, Joe, it is your question next.
5: Yeah, we just got one one more on the on the, on the Welsh aspect of you of, of yourself. Uh, the, like the Welsh squad is looking very strong at the moment. Do you think the Welsh fans should raise their expectation level and look forward to a team that should qualify for major tournaments now, or do you think the, cu- the current squad
3: needs a little more time? Yeah, I think um, yeah, it's very exciting. I think the squad coming through now is, is for the top players and. Premiership players because we've got about seven in our team. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think, yeah, it's exciting times for Welsh football, especially with all the teams doing so well this year, like Cardiff, Newport, Wrexham, Swansea. But um, at the international stage, I think um, it's very exciting. Um, I think we've definitely got a chance in the mm-hmm. next maybe couple of campaigns to have a real go at it. Um, it was a shame this year we we couldn't quite make it this year but um we've shown we can compete against the top teams like Croatia and Belgium and give them a game apart from the Serbia one where we lost six 0 that was a bit of a
1: um, <laughs> Yeah, I didn't uh, quite go <laughs> to plan did it but no there's obviously there's a, a huge amount of quality there and you know and, and certain like we were talking about Bale, you know, he's world class but um no. Did you ever did you ever consider England as uh, rather than Wales? Uh no, you
3: know i i played I think my first game and the Welsh shirt was when I was 14, so it's oh. five years ago now and um, I've never really looked back since um, the opportunities and experiences they gave me um, as a teenager uh, quality and I've, I've forgotten that and the dream was to play for the Welsh first team and I've, I've done that now and, um, yeah, I've never looked back since then, didn't
1: Okay, fantastic. Well, we're trying to move this on for you. Got a few more listener questions and just a little bit about the playoffs now, really. And um, I'll start with um, some a list- listener called Neil McQueen. Um, obviously, you've just played in in, in the, it's the game that everyone they always talk about. It. It's the biggest prize in world football. I think I remember reading it's the, like the biggest prize in any sport of any sporting event. It's so a huge huge amount of money. Um, obviously, to, to the players, it's about it's about the chance to play in the Premiership, and it's essentially just a football match. But how nervous were you going into that before the game Monday?
3: Yeah, yeah, I was. I was nervous. Um, I think I'm not sure if anyone who was playing. I wasn't nervous. It's not human. I, don't know, <laughs> I know you can't be, but um, yeah, there's a, there's a time where you come where you come in from the warm up. You get in the warm up. You're doing the bits and pieces that you do at Sellers every week, and just on the pitch, um, and then you walk out. It's, it's nerve-wracking, you know. But when you, first, you get your first touch and it kind of goes it all goes out the window, and you're, you're, you're playing now, and that's it. And you're involved, and this is it. And you kind of that all goes out the window, and you kind of just play your normal game. And that's what I tried to do, and I worked hard. Got a bit tired in the second half. Um, I didn't think the sun helped, but we won. so It's, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: all right In the end, yeah, um, Ben.
6: Yeah, um, we spoke to Peter Ramage a few days ago and he told us that he felt that the spirit in the camp was, was kind of the difference and we've spoken a little bit about it. Do you think this is the most together the squad's felt in your time at Palace?
3: Yeah, definitely. Um, the togetherness for the whole team, it's, it's just there's no, there's no you know, no one doesn't get on with each other in the team. It's a great spirit and that win against Peterborough really rang it together and that really helps going into the playoffs, and then Obviously, beating Brighton was just huge. And yeah. the togetherness after that game was amazing, you know, with the, the players dancing, gaffer dancing. It was unreal.
6: We've all seen
3: You know, yeah, togetherness is essential, and we have an abundance this year.
5: Joe? Okay. You played uh, very well off the bench against Watford in the league. Were you surprised that their playoff performance was so lacking in attacking quality? Or do you think that was down to the tactics and the way Palace played?
3: Um, yeah, I think a lot of people were expecting them to play better than they did. Um, I think, yeah, we got it spot on. The to got it spot on with the tactics we, we put out and um, it, it was our day and it worked really well and I think yeah, it was like the Brighton game the second leg. Everyone seemed to put a performance in and when you've got 11 players doing that, the outcome's going to be a win and I think we were better in more or less, all areas in the pitch on the day, and that showed in the performance. And we should have probably won it in normal time, if I'm being honest. But um, not the palace it white, I was.
1: No, no, <laughs> 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 no, exactly. We like to make. I, mean, I don't know. I've never. I've. I went completely silent at Wembley from about the 80th minute until <laughs> until the end of the game. I just. I obviously celebrated the goal. I just couldn't really function in any way. It just reminded me so much of the two thousand and four final. But I, I didn't celebrate Shipley's goal because I was my brain just melted. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean that that's how I felt. I mean for you, the feeling of winning that game, it must have been amazing. I mean what what we have when that final whistle went. Um, I actually, just want to know. I think I don't know his first name. W Why Bullock said. That? I think it's Wayne, Wayne Bullock says, um, has Johnny stopped bouncing yet? Um, which is a good comment because you were jumping around a lot, but how did you, how did oh, yeah. you feel at that final whistle?
3: Um, oh, it's been crazy. I don't know what I was doing, I don't even know. I've been told my dancing was dodgy, that's all. But I said I was allowed, it was in the moment, it's right. yeah Yeah. Um, no, it, it, yeah, I can't really explain how it felt. Um, it was that good. Um, I just remember running down the steps from the, from the bench and just somehow got second wind and the cramp seemed to have eased <laughs> off a bit. And <laughs> that was it. I was off. But, um, yeah, You're Doing that sprint yeah, with the trophy.
1: You were doing that little sprint with the trophy with Joel Ward, I think it was. Just sort of ran it towards the corner and stuff like that. Yeah, it was just, yeah. I mean, it's great to see from a fan's point of view, obviously. We're used to going completely crazy and not really knowing what we're doing. But it's just so nice to actually sort of share almost share that moment with the players and it does does feel yeah, personal I felt like, like feel. Fan. Sorry, I talked to you, Johnny, what was that?
3: Sure. Um no, I was just saying um, I felt I felt like I was in the a fan, just being on the pitch just I don't know what I was doing but you know, <laughs> it was great. Um yeah. I, I, I haven't been thinking about I like, I seem to wake up every morning and think I'm gonna be playing in the Premier League it actually hasn't <laughs> That feeling is not going to go away until we
1: play our first game, I don't think. Can't really and so do believe get, it. Do you get things like we do? I'm sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure the other lads get this as well, but every now and then, like, the Sky Sports news will come up, and under Premier League, it left Palace news and stuff like that. It kind of just, that's when it hits home for me. Or does it just, you know, very much in the forefront of your mind, I guess? Yeah, it just, oh,
3: this goes on. I don't know. Yeah, and then, what do you call them? The stickers, the Premier League stickers, the yeah, match the. of the day. It's just the advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the Premiership is huge, and um, cool. I never thought I'd be on match of the day.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's scary. Plus, it's on earlier, so we get to go to bed.
11: I was just going to yeah. say that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, talking of the Premier League, in, what what players are you? It's, it came as a question from both Tony Johnston and from Lukey Saywell, but they're saying. Uh, you know, of the Premier League players, what players do you look up to? Who are you most looking forward to playing against?
3: Um, uh, there's a few, you know, I'd like, I always love to play against Giggs or skulls would have been great, but he's, he's finished now. Um, that would have yeah. been special. Uh, Wilshire, that would be, be great to play against Wilshire. Another player i like to watch and just, just be crazy. But, uh, yeah, Tory, David Silva, them them kind of players to the midfielders that we can week out in the Premiership. be great to come up against them, guys. Yeah, are
1: going to be? I think you mentioned in another interview that you're going to be trying to get as many shirts as you can possibly get. But I think you'll be fighting over certain players. But um, do you think? I mean, I suppose once you're out on that pitch, it's just you know it's, again it's eleven v eleven, isn't it? But um, yeah, it must yeah it must be pretty surreal. Uh, ben.
6: Yeah, uh, what are your hopes for next season uh, as a well, for the team really? Do you think we'll just stay up, or, or do you want Are you aiming higher than that?
3: But then, um, what are the aims for next season?
6: Yeah, you, do you just want to stay up? Is that the aim, or, or uh, as Ian Holloway well, I suppose he probably hasn't spoken to you yet, but do you think the squad can aim higher than, than just maybe finishing seventeenth?
3: Yeah, I think. Yeah, You look at the example you know, of Swansea and Southampton, and um, they've done brilliantly coming up and staying there, but they've also put a respectable league position as well. They haven't just come 17th, they've finished in a good position, you know, and Swansea do a great example of that, they're finishing around the top 10 mark, and it's fantastic to see, um, but that, that's the aim. Obviously, we hope, we're hope we now out there, we want to stay there, and I think we've got the, we've got the right group of players with a few um, more additions and the right managers to give that a real go and hopefully stay there. Um, Yeah, that's the aim. On a a
11: personal, on a personal level, John. I mean, what do you want to achieve next season? Just on on a completely personal level. Um,
3: Well, um, yeah, I I love to play um, a few games in the Premier League. That's the aim. Um, Hopefully, grab, grab some assists and goals goals to my game next year will be fantastic. Um, but yeah, I'd love to love to get some appearances in the Premier League, whether starting or coming off the bench. Um, yeah, just to play in the Premiership, be on matches A, you know. Um, but um, maybe just Arsenal or something like that. You know, That'd be nice.
6: Brilliant. Okay, right. Last question, and then we'll let you go, Johnny. Um, it's from Harriet Scoot on Twitter. She says, "Did you cry after the player final? And what were the nighttime celebrations like?"
3: Um, yeah, good question. <laughs> um, I, I didn't fully, fully cry, but there was, you know, my eyes were watering. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah, we all got a that a little bit <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah, it, it's just one of them special, special moments, and I remember saying to Wilf, like, y- you've been fantastic, and to think we're here on this pitch, and just played at Wembley, and you're you're leaving after this, it's, it's, it's incredible, and I was quite emotional to to see him go, and but to to do it in that fashion is just unbelievable, um, and it was yeah, it was emotional for sure. Uh,
1: did you join in with the celebrations at the hotel for a while?
3: Yeah, yeah, it was really, really nice um, meeting uh, players' families, and it just sums that like club up. Really, the the night we had afterwards, it was so so together and so friendly and just a great celebration for the season um, and a few of the lads went out afterwards and that, that, was, that was quite good as <laughs> well
1: Fantastic um, Obviously thank you for joining us Johnny um, I'm sure next season's going to be absolutely fantastic for, for all of us um, I'm pretty certain you'll be getting more, more than a few games in the Premier League as well mate um, Yeah, <laughs> and it's Just very very best Thanks of luck for. to you and um, hopefully we'll speak to you again soon
11: Thanks a lot guys Thank, Thank, you. You Cheers.
1: Cheers, Thank you. Cheers. John. Thank you. Cheers. bye Okay, that was the amazing Johnny Williams. What a fantastic interview. Uh, amazing. What an absolute well an absolute legend. He really, really yeah. is. Um lovely guy and you know you know, hate to say, you can't really can't really say it to him, can you? But I mean every every bit is a chance of, of you know, following Wilf, you know, in terms of where he can reach in, in the game and you know, just so humble. Um Oh yeah, fantastic. I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as we enjoyed doing it. And uh hope well it will be forming part of our, our interseason show, which you'll be listening to. I shouldn't have said that. Well, what if Michael edit it out? What do you reckon, lads?
11: Probably not, no. No, he never does. I do. reckon he'll have to. Especially if we start swearing.
1: What? I well <laughs> no, the thing is I always wanna I always try and tempt him with the um with the swearing, but he just leaves it in. It's <laughs> embarrassing. Embarrassing it is.
11: But, um, He's. Yeah, um, okay. By the way, when when you listen to John and people, a lot of people will be listening to the to the interview and, and thinking, "Is he really that nice?" I've, I've met him. You guys know anyway when we was trying mm. to sort this out from before, but he really is. As he talked there, is how he would talk to you to your face if you were in front of him. He just mm. is a genuinely really nice, grounded fella um, who, who's just getting the rewards for. For, for working hard and, and doing the right things. You know, obviously I know someone that knows him really well, and he said he just does everything right. He goes to bed early, he doesn't go to party, and then he eats the right food, and, you know, he's just a complete... Well, you know, my, my friend Neville he just said he's a, he's a credit to Crystal Palace Football Club, to his parents and everyone that's ever, that's ever had anything to do with him, and he
6: just is a top, top bloke, as we have now found out. Mm. Okay. Can, I, can I back that up as well, just really quickly? I bumped into him in the car park before... Uh, the Peterborough game, actually, and I just got, got his autograph and stuff uh, with my girlfriend. And I was chatting to him and asked him a question and then kind of finished that off and started walking away. And he was so nice. He, he kind of carried on talking to me as I, as I was walking away. Uh, I asked him how nervous he was. He answered it. And then I turned away and he went, I'd probably be more nervous if I was uh, in the stand. <laughs> <laughs> and I turned around like But
8: he's,
6: he's, he's, so
11: he's Ben isn't he? just, It's exactly how he, uh, you know, you now know it's exactly how he is. He's just a yeah. top, top bloke.
1: Okay, that's it for the show and and for the season. In fact, um, really hope you enjoyed that as as much as we enjoyed making it. Um, obviously, some fantastic com- contributions from both Steve and uh, and Johnny on that, as well as as well as the whole team, really. So, um, you know, this is a chance for me to to sort of end the season and saying a few thank yous as I record this alone in my room, feeling completely insane. But um, I want to start off by thanking Mikey. Um, the creator of the show and also the producer, um, you know, he's had a lot to deal with this year, and um, he's still managed to to help us make a really really good show. Um, something that we still feel was getting better all the time, and that we've we've thoroughly enjoyed doing. And without him, it never would have happened. So, massive thanks to Mikey and um, looking forward to continuing to work with him. I uh, also got to thank the the entire presenting team, um, which I think <laughs> goes. Uh, John Burgess, who's who's also stepped in as main host on several occasions and really appreciated to to have his experience and professionalism. Uh, Aaron Mitchell, um, Alex White, uh, Albert Curley, Barney Fox, Ben Nagel, who uh, along with myself is the longest serving presenter. Uh, Joe Holyoke, who's the people's favourite somehow, I'm not sure how that happened. Um, Obviously the legend that is Mr Mark Ross, Uh, Nick Gusset, Nick Gusset I always called him, but Nick Gillard and of course, uh, Steve Brown, obviously some of those guys joined us this year, some very very recently. Um I want to thank the um the new pro- producing uh, producers we've got, producing producers. Uh that's Tom and uh and James. Um Tom's first involvement was obviously this week in in recording and occasionally <laughs> speaking during the um during this massive show that you just heard. And obviously James was um was, was one of the co-presenters on that, just sitting in and, and learning the ropes as well. He we sort of asked a few questions, so great to have those guys on board, and they'll make things even better for next season, I'm sure. I um, want to thank the contributors we've had, such as, it's hard to remember them all, but uh, Ross Phillips, who's um, <laughs> one of those who was a listener but now feels very much part of the team when we get him involved. Um, his emotive description of, of how he felt at Brighton in the second leg will uh, sort of live long in the memory, I think. Um Earlier in the season, we had a, a listener takeover that was Ben Mintram and, and Zoe Whittle who joined in there uh, so thanks to those two um, thanks to people like uh, Jerry and, and Jared who've rang up and left us messages or, or talked to us live on the show and there's plenty of other people who did that um, I can think uh Slovenia Dave Smith as well who um, helped us with the Homesdale awards the other week so and um, there's plenty more everyone who's ever sent us a tweet or an email or anything or any kind of a phone call it's you know you've helped make the show, and we really do appreciate that and um nearly there. <laughs> also I'd like to thank everyone who's donated to our cause so far. If you haven't yet done so it would be really appreciated. You can see there's a donate button on Um or you can see the thread that's pinned to the top of Palace Talk on homesdale.net. Um We've had plenty of really generous people um, help us out and it, it's going to make a huge difference for next season. Um, I mean I'm not going to lie to you we still run at a considerable loss this year but we love doing it that much that we don't mind but we we just really want to make things better. We want better audio equipment, we want, you know, our own video equipment and things like that. And it's just to bring you more content really. Um so if you can donate, great. And um, you don't have to. We'll still keep doing stuff for free, so don't worry. Um but thanks to everyone who has donated so so far, it really means a lot to us. Um obviously next to Thanks really is the guests. We've had so many on, um, you know, past and present players and you know, people from the club, and oh, it's just it's you know, it's been it's been overwhelming, really. They're the sort of people I'd never thought I'd ever have spoken to in my life, really. But um, they've all come on, they've all been absolutely fantastic, and we've really enjoyed their company. And um, we'll be bringing you plenty more guests uh, the next season as well. I'd obviously like to thank the club massively. They've really engaged with us this year. Uh, obviously, Steve Parrish and Steve Browett particularly have always been very supportive whenever we've spoken to them. But the communication side of the club this year have been fantastic as well. Uh, in particular, Mike Sinnerton, who's been, um, sadly leaving and going to do a new job for uh, Nike, I believe. But um, he's been great for us as well. Uh, it's so nice to actually have um, built some connections with the club and we're hoping to keep that going. Um, and finally, I suppose, just to, to thank each and everyone who's listened to anything we, we've done at all this season. Um, that's why we do it. you know, And the more people that listen, the more people that are downloading... You know, the more reason we've got to carry on improving and, and getting better. It still feels incredibly weird to um, to hear from people like like I do regularly. Uh, we've kind of formed part. We're now part of their almost their existence. If you know what I mean. Um, people abroad who who are saying, you know, there's a way they feel connected to the club, and people who you know, so many people tell me that that their commute to to work is sort of made easier by our podcast and things like that. It sort of feels really, really weird, because, you know, I'm, I listen to podcasts as well. Occasionally listen to my own, but, like, <laughs> just, just feels odd. Um, next season, obviously, we will be returning uh, as a Premier League radio station, um, representing Premier League club, and um, we will be trying to improve accordingly. Um, got some, obviously, new producers online looking at uh, getting maybe a couple of new presenters in, just to add to our rotation of existing presenters. Um... Obviously we'll cover as much as we can next season. It'll be more of the same, more interviews, um, you know, more more match review and discussion and you know discussion on transfer targets, all the big stories that break about Palace. But I think obviously we'll be trying to push um a few new features for next year, make it more more like a radio show, you know, quizzes, competitions, um, little bits and documentary type stuff. That's that's all the dreams anyway. And um yeah, so let's hope that comes off. Uh, we will be back probably pre season time. Uh we're gonna try and do some live coverages and preseason games again. We enjoyed that last year. Um it's very difficult to do, but um you're relying on an awful lot of things coming together, but we'll certainly give it a good go. Uh you might hear from us during the summer um if there are any particularly huge stories that break for Palace, you know, massive transfers or some big news about the ground or anything like that. So if that happens you might hear, you know, from short notice that there's a special or something like that. Uh, if you do have any suggestions or messages over that period, we will, of course, be monitoring our email, which is radio at homestale.net. We'll still be very much active on Twitter, which is at h o l Um Really, that's it. Thank you once more to, to everyone who's been involved in whole radio this season, and we'll be back soon. Cheerio now. Goodbye.
2: The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year.